Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome. On this overreaction, Monday, January 23rd, 2023, this show starts now. Football! Has four teams left that are vying for Lombo. The Niners will travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles who buzzsawed the New York Giants the fuck out of the NFC playoffs. Spread is two and a half there. Eagles favored at home against a Niners team that beat the Dallas Cowboys last night. Not only in doing so, they eliminate the Dallas Cowboys, but also maybe eliminate big Mike McCarthy from head coach of the Dallas Cowboys because that last play of the game was certainly the worst play that has ever been used in the NFL, bar none. (laughs) There was not even a close number two for what they decided to do last night when they had to have it in the divisional round with Ezekiel Elliott at center and nightmares immediately followed. Then on the AFC side, you got the Cincinnati Bengals and the cold-blooded, cerebral, stone-cold killer. Joey Burrow going into Buffalo, knocking Bill's Mafia out of Mm. this thing in dominant fashion. I mean, just absolutely dominating Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, which none of us could have expected, taking on the Chiefs, who seemed to be the Chiefs in that first drive where Patrick Mahomes was slinging the thing sidearm and jumping and twisting. And Travis Kelsey had like five receptions on the first drive, scoring at ease, getting all the way down the field. Boom, 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 boom. Then it all changed. Patrick Mahomes sprained his ankle. Patrick Mahomes was taken out of the game. Patrick Mahomes had to run on his ankle to the locker room to get x-rays on his ankle, then ran back onto the field, stood on the sideline while Chad Henney was on a 98-yard drive to score a touchdown. Shout out to Andy Reid and that offense that seemingly works uh, with anybody against anybody. Shout out to Biennemi, obviously, being a part of that whole thing. But Patrick Mahomes staying on the sideline waiting for the x-ray results after he had already ran on it a couple different times. Made no sense to me. Nonetheless, he comes back in, throws another touchdown, hobbles around, Will he be healthy this upcoming week? Enough to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. That'll be the conversation of the entire week. Ian Rappaport will be joining us in about 20 minutes with an update around the NFL, not only with Patrick Mahomes' health, but also other places. How about the Bengals' offensive line fucking figuring it out yesterday? Unreal. It was amazing to watch all weekend. Four teams are left. We'll chat about it all day. Cannot thank you all enough for joining us. Travis Kelsey will join us in about an hour and 15 minutes after his record-breaking day where he just caught everything Mm -hmm. and did whatever he wanted. You would have Assumed he would have got X by old defense coordinator Caldwell down there in Jacksonville. Yep. Apparently he did not. No. I assume Lou Anne Rumo and the boys in Cincinnati are going to treat him a little bit differently, but I can't wait to talk to him. And Adam Vinatieri will be joining us. Wow. Okay. Adam Vinatieri, you've all seen him on the internet. He is jocked, so jocked right now with Huge. his kid. Mm-hmm. He's also training Rob Gronkowski for right. the kick of destiny. Can't wait to talk to him in about two hours. Also chat with him about, you know, what his thoughts are on uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah. What's he doing? What is his thoughts on the playoffs as a whole? And also Maher, who made a couple kicks last night, did have one that he missed badly that ended up getting blocked. He bounced back. Who who are some of the kickers we should keep an eye on going forward? Because Robbie Gold's 28 for 28 in his last 28 kicks in the playoffs. He's an absolute stallion. He's 40 years old, had a tackle last night. How about Harrison Bucker? He had a tackle the other day. Mm -hmm. Kickers are here to show up. Can't wait to chat with Adam Vinatieri and all of you. We have overreactions from around the internet. We have A.J. Hawk joining us, and we have the talks at the table at Boston Connor, at Ty Schmidt. Let's dive right into it, Ty, because you and I both noticed this. Connor's been on 
Yeah. What's his deal? Cloud 11 today. I mean, it, it's been unbelievable. This is good. the most juice that Connor has had for a long time. Connor, why are you all jacked up, pal? Well, it was a long NFL season, pal, for the Patriots. And as a Patriots fan, obviously, you ride that roller coaster. But more so, it stunk because throughout those long 18 weeks, there was one fan base who said, you know, you guys are terrible. You guys suck. You're a fat, ugly slob. And I didn't <laughs> think that I deserved that for being a Patriots fan. And, yes, that happened to me, the Bills fans. And let me first say... I had a $500 ticket on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I thought this was the year the it Buffalo Bills. It, it helps yeah. me. I want them to go and win. And watching the three-time Super Bowl champions, Buffalo Bills, go out there and not just get boat raced. Three-time Super Bowl. Yeah, they've won the Super Bowl the last three years. I don't know if you guys have been on the same Twitter app. This, is, this was not rehearsed, okay. by the way. Okay. He oh, would have no. just kept going. I would have just kept going. Yeah, they have actually won three straight Super Bowls. I don't know how you guys haven't <laughs> been watching the league. I guess you guys must have missed a couple no, games. No, the Rams won last year. Yeah. Right? No, the no. Bucks won yeah. the, really? the year before. Are you sure? The Chiefs year before beat the that. Niners. And then who the won before, before the Chiefs, though? The Patriots. So we have six Super Bowls oh. as a Patriots fan, <laughs> and I get to sit back and just kind of watch the Buffalo Bills fans and do, you know, whatever they want to do. And we love the Bills. Poyer's the best. Why? You know, Brandon Bean's a great guy. Why? Josh Allen. Von Miller comes on here every day. Yeah. He should be an ambassador for the league. I was genuinely rooting for the Buffalo Bills. Beals. To go at the Buffalo Bills to go and win the Super Bowl this year. And boy, oh boy, what did they do? First of all, they bitched because they should have been the one seed and they should have had a bye week and they should have had home field advantage to the playoffs. Guess what? It doesn't fucking matter. You laid an egg at home. Maybe you should have been the seventh seed because then maybe you have a little bit more grit, toughness to you. We're talking about whoa, parades. Whoa. Seriously, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? For a team that's never won a Super Bowl, that to talk about Super Bowls as much as they do, let alone an AFC championship. Championship. Maybe you just shut the fuck up and you play nah, the next game and you don't think, you don't think about base. Super Bowls. You don't we do that. You don't think about going to Arizona. About you don't think time. about the parade in Buffalo. You think about the next game. And guess what they didn't? Hey, Atlanta, telling their fans, let's go buy tickets. I don't know why they're selling tickets to a game at a neutral site because that doesn't make sense. Because right. guess what? You haven't made it there yet. So what are we doing okay. in I, that facet? Okay. Okay. So, we're, so, we're just feeding the, the Bengals fire. Congratulations, Connor. We're happy that you get to get that off your chest because the Bills, the Buffalo Bills more specifically, have been dunking over the Patriots in the AFC East Man. for the past few years and it is their division. Yeah. And I could see how maybe you would want them to go win a Super Bowl because as a Patriot fan, be like, well, yeah, maybe we're not the same Patriots we were, but also we got the Super Bowl champs yeah, in our champs. division right yeah, now. The so we got some real work that we're going to have to do each year, and you bet on them and everything exactly. like that. Exactly. Nobody could have expected them to lay the egg that they laid, especially with DeMar Hamlin out there. Yeah, that's right. At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Dad. Cowboys is out here. I mean, DeMar Hamlin yep. was there. Uh-huh, in the security vehicle. 100%. Well, that's People, not what everyone's yeah. saying. The I internet know, is the worst place on earth. It's a buzz. The internet is. I the didn't see that in your report. That was other people in here. You can find on the internet anything that you are seeking. Mm -hmm. yep. And one of the things that is on the internet right now is that Damar Hamlin was not actually at the game because he was wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah. Now, there was other reports that Damar Hamlin maybe wasn't even in Buffalo at the time or no. whatever the case. Uh, this was wild to me because I thought it was huge that Damar Hamlin was back in the building.
I love that they had him in a side-by-side over there with a four-wheeler and that they were taking care of DeMar Hamlin. I did find it interesting that we didn't really get to see him at all, right? We haven't really got to see him, and it's, it's his decision to do that, I believe. And the Buffalo Beals are saying that they are listening to Mar Hamlin's advice and everything like that. But he didn't get to see him, and then whenever they showed him up in the, in the suite, the snow was so bad. So oh, much yeah. snow. The snow yeah. was so bad, Terrible. he couldn't even see him. So, like, we all were like, well, okay, that, we think that Still is. Now, yeah, that looks like DeMar. That looks like it's DeMar or whatever. But that didn't really change anything. That was no. the biggest egg that we've seen the Bills lay, mm. I think, really – this Bills team, I mean, they lose to Miami, I guess, early in the year, but that was like in Miami at a game that they didn't do well at all. He had a couple turnovers. They, he underthrew a guy. I think there was a touchdown there late, yep. if I'm remembering, where he slips and falls, Josh uh-huh. Allen does. But they just look bad. But I don't know if it was they looked bad or if it was the the Cincinnati Bengals. That Lou Anarumo-led defense was on a string. They were so disciplined. It felt like there was really nobody open. They had eyes on Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs was pissed. Oh, Anytime you man. get Stephon Diggs pissed off, you know that's good news for you as the opponent of the Buffalo Bills because there's going to be some sort of conversation that's going to have to take place on the sideline. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen pissed off at each other. I'm not, I don't know. Is, is he pissed off at Ken Dorsey as well? Who knows what he's mad about? Alleged reports where he left before coaches were either in the lock, even in the locker room. Then he was brought back into the locker room by Duke, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Then he left moments later or whatever. So Stefan and the Buffalo Beals are currently pissed off at each other. Aww. That's going to happen, though, whenever there's massive disappointment mm-hmm. because nobody thought they were going to lose that game, especially in the way that they did. But the Cincinnati Bengals, we need to admit it, and it stinks for the AFC North. Everybody needs to start recognizing this. They are the fuck. They are the team. They, they're the modern dogs. These, this is the team yeah. that you do not want to have to see mm-hmm. whenever games matter. Their quarterback, Joey Burrow, and Joey Burrow is going to pave his own lane of greatness. He's mm-hmm. going to do his own thing in the NFL. And there's a lot of people tweeting this and acknowledging that. I think it's because it's the most accurate. He is Tom Brady. Yeah. Joey Burrow is the fucking second coming of Tom Brady. For sure. He is the guy that's going to will his team. He's the dude who's going to show up in the biggest moments. National championship game when he was with Clemson, he had his fucking ribs caved yep. into his lungs yep. right before halftime. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on the fi- I was on the field calling it. I watched it happen. Him limping in there. And just all this stuff you hear about the moxie and the cigar and the swagger. Like, think about what that does with his teammates. When his team sees that their guy that is going to have to have a good game for us to win. Mm-hmm. And he's doing fucking look away. Oh, so sweet. In warm-ups in the middle of the snow, it's like if that guy is that confident, that comfortable, that relaxed, and that cerebral, I feel like I'm going to be pretty confident, comfortable, Mm -hmm. relaxed, and cerebral. He is the perfect fucking quarterback. Ian Rappaport reported on his Instagram stories. We'll talk to him in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. He does that a lot. What is the deal? With the filters and all that. And I enjoy that. I think that's clever. I think it is entertaining. It's a different way to go about doing it. But I couldn't believe that that's where we learned about it. Yeah. Felt like it was pretty big news. He reported on his Instagram stories, which are electrifying, even though Connor's a little bit negative about the filters that he uses. He tries to change the game. Not be boring. He's cool insider. Yeah. Yeah. He said that Cincinnati is gearing up for an extension of Joey Burrow this offseason, and they are financially capable because business is thriving was his report report in basically those terms i would keep him on the team for 10 15 20 years if i could cincinnati Bengals are a problem and i think uh the conversation about the neutral site game was all zach taylor needed to motivate the boys because a lot of people referenced it on the team and zach taylor said we just keep ruining these nfl plans oh sorry atlanta sorry fifty thousand people that bought tickets logistically they're gonna have to sell tickets ahead of time but this Bengals team's legit i fucking love them 
And I think it's a big-time problem for the AFC North. Do you not believe that is the case? No, as, as they are currently constructed, I believe that they are a problem for the AFC North. But, I mean, the Bengals could be Icarus. They could be flying too close, close to the sun. They might not be able to pay everyone. So we'll see how this franchise, who has Shame. new success, is able to handle the success moving forward. But as they are currently constructed in this current 2023 year in playoffs, they are a team to be worried about and a team to be worried about as long as Joe Burrow is under center because he is a cool motherfucker. Okay? He is a cool motherfucker, man. Yeah. Just not even blinking, dude. Nope. Just, it is nothing's a problem. In that weather with those conditions, now he's an Ohio fuck. We know that. So he grew up playing football in the snow. I mean, I, I thought about that as I was watching the game. Like, that's a big deal. I, I, now, granted, oh, yeah. people in the South who have the warmer weather, mm-hmm. they get to play football more, like, year-round. There's mm-hmm. more training because, obviously... The weather is indicative of some shit that you can do outside in the north. So there's always a conversation about that. But I think him growing up in the snow, just even though you don't, nobody likes being cold, I don't think. Maybe there's a few people that do. But even in the fucking, like, cold weather, people hate the cold. Yeah. Everybody says, oh, you're from Ohio, you like the cold. That is not the case. Nope. You're always going to be cold forever. You just know how to deal with it. Joey Burrow being an Ohio fuck, I think really does mm-hmm. help like the whole thing. This warm-up video that he did, this thing, as soon as this hit the internet, it was like, all right. Oh, boy. Game. This fucking guy is, he don't give a fuck. He's no. the guy. The guy. Trenton Irwin's on the other side of that. Obviously, they have a great connection. Does he catch this ball or not? We still don't know. It is Joe Burrow, so I'm assuming he put it right in the fucking bread well, basket. Maybe. He but, but we don't know. In the game, he didn't, so maybe. But they're able to keep this team together. They're going to be a problem. And that dude, I don't know how you figure out if a guy's got it or not. He does. You need to figure out how, that, how you find what he has. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Tom Brady obviously has it. All the people that are at the top of the world in their profession have what Joe Burrow has. Not a lot of people have this. There's a lot of professionals that don't have that mindset. There's a lot of great professionals that don't have that mindset. There's only a few people that do. Seems like Joey Burrow's got it. What a fucking cool thing to have and knowing it too. When he says, uh, my window's my whole career. Yeah. Unreal. That's a fucking incredible line Yeah, because it's real. And I bet you if you ask Tom Brady back mm-hmm. like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. what's your window? It's my whole career. That's why we're in the middle of the Tom Brady conversation that we're currently in. This is what Joe Burrow's going to be forever. Congrats to Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And I really do think, you know, like I, I said, and we were talking about it a little bit. If if Mahomes, Mahomes is fucking unbelievable, he really is. But when, you know, Josh Allen recently has gotten a lot of the, the being in that like upper prototype. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if it's if Mahomes is one A, Burrow's one B. Because like all the stuff that that you're saying, like very few guys. Obviously, you have to be tough as shit to play quarterback in the NFL. Like everyone who plays quarterback in the NFL is tough. Like the the amount of hits he's taken in the last three years to just keep get up and res- and you know respond. But also like the stuff that you're trying to find that maybe what one in like. 100,000 guys have. Like, he raises the, the play of everyone on the team. I think it's more than 100,000. Yeah, probably. I that, I'm it. saying just, like, guys who play in the NFL, not, like, you know, just in general. Oh, guys, yeah, yeah, guys that have been in Yeah, the exactly, league. guys who are coming in. Like, I really don't think there is any way you can emulate that or find it. Like, and I, and I think he's a guy who's had it from the get-go, had it in high school, had it in college. Like, right. and, and I don't How think How about that, him not playing, though? Imagine if they would have been able to see him on the field. Because I think in practice, he, he can make all the throws, probably does everything in chirps. But, like, moments are when Joe comes a lot. Yeah. Like, this is when he's fucking guys. Imagine if he didn't transfer. So we- 
that's one. Like, imagine if they just play him. Yeah, yeah. I, I assume too. you put him on the field. Joe Burrow's going to come alive. Like that is because it's a, the Moxie. I, he's is he faster than anybody? No, I assume he's faster than some people. He's probably faster than me for sure. Right? Yeah. He can move. I'd assume I can run a little bit. I'm old though. He's faster than me. He can move. Yeah. He got the edge on some people. He can run. Yeah. But he's not like the fastest guy. Does he have the strongest arm? No. no. I'd assume, especially in some of those Ohio State um, quarterback rooms. Right. I assume there's guys that could throw like 80, 85 yards whenever Cardale. he wasn't playing or whatever. Yeah, I assume there's there's guys that just have absolute cannons. So he does, he's not the fastest, can't throw it the farthest. I guess he's just more accurate than everybody. Insanely yeah. accurate. So that's what Moxie. coaches, though, that's whenever they're picking who they're going to play, who they're not going to play. You got to, st- like, why didn't this guy play? Because if you would have put him on the field, I think you would have, he would have been the starter for fucking five years, oh, obviously, yeah. immediately out of high school. He just has what's across your forehead in the word you just said, the moxie. He just literally has the moxie of somebody who, in the biggest moments, it shows up. And not everybody has that. That's mm-hmm. just a different thing. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, right? That's the quote. That's oh, why yeah. they are big-time players. And it's like every big-time game we've seen this fucking guy in, he has made big-time plays all the time. This dude is a legit rock star, superstar, and his hair is so cool. Mm-hmm. It's so, everything about him is like the perfect fucking NFL quarterback. He's an Ohio fuck. He's in Cincinnati. He can handle everything, and they're gearing up for an extension. It's like if they're able to keep just some of their weapons, like Hayden Hurst has become an absolute yeah. guy for them. Yeah. CJ Uzama was their guy. Mm-hmm. They bring in Hayden Hurst. He's still being very productive, obviously. That was an incredible route combination that had him wide the fuck open against that particular because I think Jamar Chase went underneath, yep. and all eyes go to the chosen one, of course. But it is, it's beautiful what they've done over there. The offensive line thought they were going to struggle i think the weather helps them out a lot mm-hmm. whenever you can't get as much traction mm-hmm. obviously that's a great thing for the offensive line as opposed to the defensive line because they're trying to get off and be explosive like we saw fucking uh micah do Ooh, yeah man like that that's what they're they, like when you don't have your legs that's a big deal mm-hmm. so i think that was good for the Bengals mm-hmm. offensive line for that team that particular group to have those uh conditions but still with the way they ran their <laughs> offense yeah, everybody's talking about how quickly Joe Burrow gets the ball out. Yeah, I'd assume that's out of necessity because mm-hmm. not too long ago they couldn't protect Joe at all, and Joe was dying. So somebody was having a conversation, probably Joey and somebody else. Hey, we can't have you get Andrew Lucked. If you get Andrew Lucked, we are fucked. You are a guy. We need to protect you. So they changed up the offense. I would assume to fucking help yeah. Joe Burrow. Now he has the second fastest from snap to ball out time mm-hmm. in the NFL. Yesterday it was faster than obviously anybody for the whole weekend. I mean, it is, it's a beautifully built operation over there right now. And it's crazy that it's happening in Cincinnati, but that has to give everybody hope, I would assume. Can that be a like, uh, double-edged sword for Joe Burrow? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, like early in his career. What doesn't like he- kill you makes you stronger, little, little She's hosting the uh, oh yeah the NFL awards NFL honors nice yeah. that makes sense I believe um, but like where like he did take a beating and he did learn he to get rid of the ball out and stuff like that so now when he does have three alignment out like that's not like he's done this before he's done this a million times it they're prepped for it yeah yeah almost won a Super Bowl without an offensive line almost. bingo like, that's that's the funny thing everybody's judging Mike McCarthy it's like. Mike McCarthy saw the Cincinnati Bengals in a Super Bowl with no offensive line and said, fucking brilliant. Yeah. When we need one, 
we're going to take out our offensive line. Simple. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. That is genius, actually. So the Cincinnati Bengals, potentially the blueprint for why Mike McCarthy, where are we trying to go? We're trying to go to Super Bowl. What did the team in the Super Bowl do last year? They didn't have one. They didn't have offensive line. That makes sense now. Oh, that play. Let's talk about it. That's San Francisco 49ers defense. Okay? Now Brock Purdy's a fucking dog. And he is seemingly a professional quarterback. Oh, yeah. Everything he's saying off the field, everything he's doing on the field is the prototypical professional quarterback. I have no idea why they're talking about who's going to be the starter going uh, forward. Give this guy the keys to the fucking car Mm -hmm. and let him have an offseason. He has the capability to put the ball wherever he wants to. George Kittle has obviously come alive since Purdy has come into the game, and that's because normally the tight end's a little bit closer to the quarterback, so there's a lot more completions and easier things down the middle. But his relationship with Ayuk in that route is filthy. Right at the sticks, first down, right on the money, perfectly timed, thrown over a guy's head, a little bit of feel inside the pocket there. Purdy does everything well, seemingly. Yeah. And he can throw the ball down the field, too. Everybody talks about, oh, he's a system quarterback. How about right on the fucking money, 20-some Why? yards down the field? I think as of, like, last week, he had the most 20-yard pass attempts or completions mm-hmm. in the league, and everybody's talking about him being a system quarterback, but he's going to make long-term connections with a lot of different people like George Kittle over the middle. What a catch. Diggs did not want to die. Kittle said, I got this thing. What a throw. What a play. And whenever you think about this fucking Niners uh, team with Christian McCaffrey eating up everybody, everybody just got sucked up Mm -hmm. by Christian McCaffrey because of how good he's been. 96 is covering George Kittle on this particular (laughs) play. Feels like a good find by Purdy. But nonetheless, this team is awesome. And everybody's burying Dak. Like Dak Prescott. Dallas Cowboys Twitter account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crushed him. Buried Dak Prescott. I (laughs) mean, full, this guy sucks from the Dallas Cowboys Mm -hmm. Twitter account. I could not have expected something like this if I was Dak Prescott. Obviously, Dak is going to have to turn off a lot of things, put his blinders on, headphones on, probably travel to a different country for a little bit. It is very loud around Dak Prescott right now. Granted, they have a big-time win, the first road playoff victory in 30 years over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just a week ago. Now, there's tweets like this coming from the Dallas Cowboys' official Twitter account. That's that gold check, and then the NFL stamped it. Yeah, (laughs) We agree. So the gold check is this is who they say they are. And then the NFL is like, that's correct. That is the, this is the new Twitter. No more just the blue check mark. Now it's a full system, which I, I like, actually. Yeah, I think sure. I'm a fan of that. They tweeted, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers. In a matchup, the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't, again, generate self-inflicted wounds. Make sure we get all the right hashtags in. Hashtag Dow versus SF. Uh, what is that? What is that there? Uh, uh, big whoa. line. Capital I. No. Page break. Page, that page yeah, break. Page maybe. Break. Hashtag <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Let's make sure we get all the proper social media in. And let's make sure we just tweet this as if we're not the Dallas Cowboys. Let's just act as if we are a blog website that is generating clicks and views and everything like that. Let's go ahead and bury our fucking quarterback while the rest yeah. of the world is doing it. We have respect for the Dallas Cowboys operation and organization. They've literally been very nice to us. We're very thankful for that. That tweet, though, Man. from the team. Can't have it. Is, is, that is a, that's a burial. That is a rude thing. But Dallas Cowboys fans are saying, 
We're cool with it. Yep. Yeah. Cowboys' oh, yeah. Twitter account is speaking for us. Dak Prescott, two big turnovers last night, and obviously not able to win the game against the Niners. I, personally, feel like nobody is giving enough respect to the Niners' defense on TV, mm-hmm. talking about Dak Prescott, on the fucking Twitter account of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think people are talking about how great that fucking Niners' defense is, and I think that is being not being missed here. That defense is going to do that to a lot of people, I think, especially this late in the season. Now, they played the Chiefs, I guess, earlier in the year, and the Chiefs hung 44 points on them. It was like week week, 12, seven. week 7 or yeah. something like that. This Niners defense with Purdy at quarterback and the way they're all operating, seemingly one of the best defenses to ever step on a football field, and that is no shit. And I think Dak Prescott just so happened to be its latest victim, and that's not being talked about enough, I don't think. Yeah, and the Niners are like the Bengals. Like, they didn't hit their stride till you know, 11, week 11, week 12. Like, even early on, they lost to the Falcons. Like, you can't really judge them, I feel like, in that facet of it. But you mentioned it. Their defense is so good. Like, it was 19-12, but they only gave up nine points because on one of the, uh, I think it was Ray Ray McLeod actually Fumble, yeah. fumbled a yep. punt return, you know, in inside their own red zone. So really they only allowed nine points to the Cowboys and, you know, unfortunately for the Cowboys, they're facing a lot of terrible questions to similar to like what the Bills are going on with. But with Purdy not turning the ball over, they can score 20 points and basically beat any team in the NFL. And we were talking about this right before, and we talked about the Bengals already. These these four teams are the right four teams. Like there isn't anything wrong here. It should be yeah. Eagles, Niners, Chiefs, Bengals. Like they got it right. And if you go back to, like, week 12, week 13, I think most people would say, now Bengals are Bills. Yeah. Yeah. And then Chiefs. Yeah. Now the Chiefs are in an interesting situation, especially with their quarterback. There's the layout for who could win Lombardi in Arizona. Uh, Joining us now is a man who might have a little bit more information on Patrick Mahomes' ankle and the whole situation with the entirety of the NFL, including Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, uh, host of the weekly wrap-up, the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being friends, he being Rap Sheet, also on NFL Network all day, on their website all day, on his Instagram stories, breaking rather large news. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Okay, let's dive right into it. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Tony Romo said yesterday um, a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things. Tony Romo is commentating games, so he's obviously going to say yep. a lot of things. Amongst the things that he said in incredible fashion, the internet is turned on. Oh, they hate his guts. I, he's uh, dead. We're yeah, not how in... did this happen, by the way? Well, he's not well, very good anymore. Well, that's the big he part. He had a sweet really fake cadence, though. though. Yes. Let's move on. Now is not the time for this conversation. I... But okay. Tony Romo. Wait, uh, he has his own thing. Tony Romo. People hate me on a microphone, too, so I'm not going to judge. The internet was loud yesterday, but nonetheless, Tony Romo said he had one of those injuries, and he said when you're playing, you're going to get through it because the adrenaline and everything like that. He said Wednesday, he's not going to be able to walk, he thinks, because of the way he went through it, and he'd be surprised if Patrick Mahomes plays next week. Now, Patrick Mahomes played, obviously, finished the game, threw a touchdown, walked out of the building without a walking boot, allegedly. What are you hearing about his ankle, and what should we be expecting for his like uh, playing time this weekend? Okay, a couple of things. First of all, I wouldn't judge the not using a walking boot because he knows that everyone's going to be on him. And if he leaves in a walking boot, it's going to be reported Patrick Mahomes is uh, using a walking boot. Oh, a so I, my guess oh, is, is that was strategic. And I would imagine whatever's right. happening, he's not exactly like walking on, like he's got kids, he's chasing them around. He's probably doing that in a walking boot at his house, I would imagine. Okay. Um, 
you are right, and our good friend Tony Romo is right, uh, that today, yesterday and today is probably going to be a lot worse than it was during the game. Like The fact that he was able to go out there and play is awesome, but he's going through a lot of things emotionally, whatever else. Being able to play is good, but like, is he going to be limited Wednesday? I imagine he probably will be. Probably will be limited all week, I would say. Um, Andy Reid called it a tweak. That was a really good sign because that is an indication, at least, even though it's a high ankle, that it's not like an overly serious one. So I would expect him to play, but maybe not be as mobile as he usually is. Okay, which is certainly going to affect the way the Chiefs' offense goes, especially with the way Lou Anarumo oh, yeah. and that Bengals defense have uh, has been balling. Let's, t- let's go back to the situation here with the ankle then that is now currently being described as okay. a tweak by Andy Reid, which seems to be great news from where we were whenever we saw it immediately happen because with how they were rolling yeah. on the first drive, I mean, we thought it was potentially broken there. So he goes to the sideline. And trainer tells Andy Reid, we should get this thing tested. And you see Pat saying, I'm not getting out of the game. I'm not getting out of the game. So then they talk him into getting it tested. He ran, right, to the test on that ankle. We saw that was him, great. We saw him running to a test on his ankle on whether or not he should be playing football. So then he gets an X-ray. Then he's standing on the sideline with a jacket on. Is the reason why he's standing there because they're awaiting the exam or the readings back? And how long does that normally take? And then as soon as they get that back, he's back in the game because him watching Henny was interesting to me. Now, Henny was a dog. Oh, yeah. Let's not do that. But him watching Henny was just weird to me. How did, how did, that, all, how did that all play out from your understanding? The Henny situation was amazing to me, first of all, because I think they just didn't want to take him out of a drive. Like, he was rolling. The Patrick thing was Holmes. moving. Like, relax. Everybody breathe. Let's get the exam back. It doesn't take very long. I would imagine, like, fewer than 10 like real-time minutes not game minutes but real-time minutes but like you just have to be sure like obviously a game is important you want to win the Super Bowl you want to win the Super Bowl every year but it's also your franchise quarterback who's going to be there for the next 10 years so read the x-ray make sure you read it let someone else read it like it's a little bit of a process I would say so I didn't have a problem at all with uh Mahomes reaction I kind of loved it because you know he oh, was yeah. like, if no one talks to me and we don't get it tested, then it definitely can't be broken because the x-rays won't say it's broken because I wouldn't have gotten the x-rays. Thank I kind of like that part of it. But I think once they were clear, he there was like, you can go. And he was like, I can go. And was there that anybody that didn't like it? Hold on. You just said, I kind of like it. Was there anybody that didn't like Like I saw when Pat, when Pat was like, no, no, I loved it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I was a yeah. mess. I didn't know there was people that didn't. You're saying people didn't like that? No, pe- people are like, no, not with the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs, Chiefs people like it. No, 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 just guy. in general, in general. There was people that you were. You know, the internet can be very uh, oh, critical of sideline activity. You know, like Dak uh, screams like, Perfect. let's go for two. And everyone's like analyzing. And like, yeah. how can he say that? He throws <laughs> interceptions. Like people are overcritical of yeah. the. Of the sidelines that meanwhile, if I'm like throwing a fit here in my office doing my job, like they're doing their job, nobody would see it. Yeah, which is very nice. And how many fits do you throw? What do you throw? Yeah, what? What do you throw? Oh, fit? Yeah. Are you okay? I don't everything, throw any no fits. Is everything all right, dude? Like you do. Not a big fit guy. But if I was. Okay, I got you. Yeah, you're just saying the whole world which watches 
these guys work. So anything that could potentially go wrong is happening in a very public setting, especially yes. if you are the face of the program. You just mentioned the person that is the face of the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. He's getting murdered today on the internet and everywhere. Talk shows are burying him because he's Dak Prescott. He had seven straight turnovers or seven straight games uh, with picks. Now he has two against the Niners. Nobody's talking about how great the Niners' defense is, but everybody's burying Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy for that last play, which is certainly the worst play to ever happen in the NFL. Let's not even talk about any other plays that could potentially be worse than that. Let's just talk about that one and move on. Are they in trouble down there? What's going on with the Cowboys from how you hear it? I liked how you were very quick to mention that this is not like your play. Definitely not like your play. No, this is so way worse. Yeah. What it's it's what you're talking it's about. That play last night, yeah, then the bud way, fumble. Way, way, way. I, I, uh, I have a take on the Cowboys play. Would you like to hear it? Love to. Okay. I don't care. Oh! Anyway. I love this. It's stupid. There's no, like, they took, they had a 1% chance of pulling off a crazy play. They screwed it up. Like, okay, they weren't going to score. I mean, the actual odds of scoring from the 25 when you have no time left on one play are astronomically low. So, like, if you think about what they were trying to do, and we talked about this morning, we're not the only ones talking about this. We're not acting as if we created no, no, no. this Everybody's theory. Everybody's talking about it. No, Everyone's no, but the way we're about to talk about it, it is a good idea okay. to get all your skill players mm-hmm. onto the field in a potential annexation of Puerto Rico mm-hmm. situation, okay? More speed on the field, the better. There's a time where I wouldn't even be kicking off for some occasions, if I was uh, a kicker and it was the end of the game, like you just need to squib, it's like three seconds left. Put a safety out there that ha- can keep a kick in the field, <laughs> and then you have 11 people that could potentially, you know, run four fours on the field for the end of it. There's always those types of situations. But getting as many skill players on, I think, is smart. I think it's a good idea. Now, Having Zeke at center and just hoping that they won't rush the passer, which I think was the, pr- the goal of this one, yep. was an egregious thought, especially with the Niners' defense. And then them blowing Zeke up. Good snap, though. Straight, great snap. <laughs> yeah. Zeke is going to say that forever, as he should. Not e- Look at that shit. Good form, too. Oh, yeah, that's great. So I think they didn't expect maybe a, just a clean rush, bull rush. I think there was a chance they thought they'd be able to get the ball because T.Y. has a couple offensive linemen in front of him down here. And some space. Oh, yeah. So if that Wait, ball, so you think that's where the ball I was mean, supposed to go to Ty? I think there's a chance you're supposed to get it back to the outside. Outside's got two speed guys behind. They got speed guys behind the offensive line. Now I've not obviously broken this down, and I'm not an offensive guru. But most of these balls end up going from one sideline to the other. So I'd assume that they're trying to set up some sort of wall, if you wall will. type thing. Like I assume that's the idea. But oh, just, okay. just a terrible fucking play. Brutal. Yeah. History of football, worst one of all time. <laughs> Are they in trouble down there or not? Uh, Mike McCarthy's not in trouble. Okay. Now, might, be, might there be some staff changes? Like, anything's possible. And I think when things don't go perfectly, I mean, there's, I think, 13 or so coordinator moves, uh, coordinator jobs open in the NFL right now. Uh, that might actually just be offensive coordinator. There's a lot. There's been a lot of coordinator movement this year. So, like, you know, Dan Quinn obviously could leave and get a head coaching job. I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of staff movement. I just don't get the sense that it'd be like anything crazy, crazy. Like Mike McCarthy's fine, for instance. But the Dak question is interesting because he obviously didn't play great. The interceptions are a problem. Obviously, the 49ers defense is awesome. Like, like literally the best, awesome, and they make everybody look bad. But I have two things. 
one, Dak knows it. He's got to be better. And the interception thing wasn't a fluke because we saw a repeated, you know, it ball non-security issues. Like, that needs to be a focus this coming year. And they need another weapon. Like, Michael Gallup had, I think, no yards. Nothing. Like Yeah, and then there was the zigzag like, situation there on the pick, too. They need another they need they need help like he needs help he needs running back help and he needs receiver help see on this Gallup play too now listen I guess in Kurt Warner via Steve Mariucci told Dak Prescott that every interception has its own story you know like that is I guess a quote amongst quarterbacks and coaches and everything like that but the pick for the Gallup one yeah, he clearly thought Gallup was coming back and out. Gallup stopped. Clearly. Clearly think like that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's such a quick like miscommunication that leads to a pick, especially against a defense that is clamped. I mean that is mm-hmm. that is lockdown yeah. defense right there. But that's like obviously a miscommunication between the two, but that's gonna go on Dak's shoulders for having the interception there. It's just it's an interesting thing. Everybody wants to get Dak out of town. When I thought just a couple weeks ago he was the guy. Oh yeah. And then what a wild time. Last year he threw for I mean, he scored 30 points or whatever they scored on one of the better defenses in which, which against the Bucs looked pretty almost. damn good. That's, Dude, the but you right. Got to be more consistent. Cowboys Twitter account. The Cowboys Twitter account. The team that employs him, that pays him more money than anybody on that social media department, just buried, yeah, just destroyed him. him. Buried him. It's like, damn. A dude. week ago, they said he played his best game ever as a Cowboy. Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's the greatest. This is the greatest he's ever played. Now, oh, this guy stinks. Get him the fuck out of here. It's everybody's feeling. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's crazy. What were we about to say, Tony? He had 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions last year. It's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> what, what was it this year? Uh, he's hurt. I don't know. I'll look it up. Yeah, and there were seven straight there we all know about. I don't know what the <laughs> yeah, math is. Yeah. Connor has a question for you. You can go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Rob, she, a lot of talk right now about Jimmy G. There's no way they start him over Brock Purdy, right? He'll come back. Or if he does come back, he'll be the backup just in case. Yeah, no way he's going to start. Uh, and I don't even know that he's really going to come back as the backup. Like, he's now eight weeks removed from uh, the fracture. That is... My understanding is it's more like a three-month injury than a two-month injury. So he's not at the point now where he can, like, ramp up. It's still considered to be too risky for him to be going out there and running. And as of just – I haven't checked in over the last two days, but as of, like, three or four days ago, he was still in a walking boot, too. So that doesn't sound – I mean, not too because Mahomes wasn't, but he was still in a walking boot. So that doesn't sound like someone who's ready to go out there and run and – be the backup like hey i guess anything is possible but it doesn't sound like that's possible not for this week and maybe not for the super bowl so purdy just has to and it's crazy that we're even having this conversation because they're in the middle of an incredible run purdy's the starter though right i mean this is what are we doing for this year definitely the starter um and i mean it's hard to imagine them starting anyone else next year now maybe they come into camp and they say him and trey lance are competing but even that like what more does he need to do? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't I'm know. Sure. Well, I get it because yeah. I'm sure if you're the 49ers, you're looking at this kid. You know where you drafted him. You know what you thought of him in the process. You know what everyone else thought of him, which is someone who probably won't be drafted, and he was literally the last pick. But, like, well, at some point, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. At some point, just how do you play? And, like, he, how could he have played better? Yeah, I don't know. And he had a $50,000 signing bonus probably, $65,000 mm-hmm. signing bonus or whatever. His contract is very small. 
You know, not that that needs to come into every conversation, but it, it, it does. It should, especially because that's how the NFL is actually treated. Let's go to another quarterback. We heard of breaking news this weekend from Adam Schefter, a peer of yours, I do believe. He says that there is a real possibility. Real possibility of Aaron Rodgers being traded this offseason. What are you hearing? Is that, a, is that an accurate assessment in your eyes? And I guess it is a real possibility. Could mean a lot of things. What does it mean to you? I mean, it's not an impossibility. Hmm. Oh, real possibility. Whoa. Okay. But, impossibility. So here's the thing about Rodgers being traded. Because of the way his contract is structured, it, a trade is possible. It's, it's like you can do it financially. You can come up with the compensation. I think Green Bay likes what they have in Jordan Love. So like, if they got the right package, I think they could do a deal. It would be $60 million dollars for one season, somebody would pay him. That is what he's on the books for cash next year. So if you trade for, let's say you're the Jets, let's say you're the Jets and you're like, all right, I'm going to, we're going to go all in. We're trading for Aaron Rodgers. You're going to be trading for a quarterback. You're giving up a first rounder for, I'm sure, probably more and pay $60 million, which would be by far the highest paid quarterback. So could do it, but like that isn't, Astronomical Matt amount. Ryan. Well, it's a cold situation. You got to cut Matt Ryan first, I think. Well, Matt Ryan's going to be on TV. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he yeah. crushed. He is remarkable on television. Is he? Yeah, he was on CBS. Really? He was on CBS. Dominated. He was good. Wow. He, okay. he was really cool. good. He came on our show. He was really good. Yeah. Right? Brought Steve Weiser. Yeah. Ice cold was. Wise. Wise. Ty has a question for you, Rap. Yeah, Rap Sheet. We heard uh, Jonah Williams was potentially week to week. Is there any chance he goes next week? And also, just from watching the Eagles Giants game, it looked like Lane Johnson was really lumbering and kind of, you know, reaching for that, that injury quite a bit. Is everything good with him, or are we just assuming, like, hey, they're just going to kind of beat him into the ground until <laughs> he potentially can't go anymore? <laughs> There's no choice. He's going to play. I mean, this is like a legitimately serious injury, and I believe the the so he's going to have surgery after the season, and then it's like several months of rehab to get back. I mean, this is like a real injury, but Lane Johnson doesn't care because he's not a normal human, and he's going to go out there and play. And so, like, not going to be 100%, not going to be close, still probably not going to be able to take him off the field, and I don't believe he can injure himself worse. Like, obviously, he's going to be hurting. But I don't think he can like tear it worse than it is. So I would expect him. Um, I would expect him to go out and play. What was the other? What was the first part? Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams. Uh, Jonah Williams. Patella. Um, one week is awfully quick for uh, when you have sort of like a patella dislocation. Uh, I was would it a say, sublux or a dislocation? Do you know? Did it go out and come back, or is it still out? It went out and came back. So I guess it would be a subluxation. Would be uh, what? It, although, well, I shouldn't. I don't know. I, I've, I've had it described both ways. And I think what unfortunately happens with this particular injury is most people don't differentiate. So they kind of will just call it one or the other without really knowing. So I'm not sure which it is. Usually these are two to three weeks. Mm. Like when Mahomes did it four years ago, whenever that was, it was, I think he missed two games or three games. So probably better chance of the Super Bowl. Cap is another interesting one. Like I wonder if he could play this week. Ankle sprain, like missed two games on his third week, like, they could get some guys back. It'll be interesting to see. Okay, let's talk about guys going back. Tom Brady's not going back to Tampa. Is that what you're hearing? I think you said that on NFL game day. I Hey, I love that show, man. Unbelievable. I, I fucking love I do. I genuinely love Appreciate that show. That. Your one. appearance was something. 
It was pretty good. Yeah, I was laughing. It was something. It was something. You I was got laughing. It. Okay. It was something. It was huh? something, huh? It was certainly huh? something. No, I'll tell you, in all seriousness, so I'm sitting here at my desk. I'm working. I have my ear out so I can't hear the show. And I saw you come on. You know what I did? Put my ear in. No way! Holy shit! Ticker? Let me hear what this guy's saying. Wanted to hear it. Yep. Man, I appreciate that. No, big thank you to the entire team over there for asking. That was very nice of them. That was a cool email to receive. Yeah. You know, going through my emails one morning. Hey, would you like to do this? Yeah. I would. I'm a big fan of that show. You guys run a good program. It is awesome. Thank you. I think it's a very well-oiled machine. A lot of creative shit, though. A lot of resumes that are great. Mm-hmm. A lot of great resumes, so you can get away with all that stuff. And the fact that the great resumes buy in everything mm-hmm. even more. It's an incredible show. It is yeah. phenomenal. Thank you. But, yeah. I love being on it. Yeah, you. you're, you were the best part, honestly, Ian. Yep. You are the best yeah, part. Maybe, go, yeah, maybe, second, maybe second best. Maybe second best. Dude, um, Irvin is Superman. Irvin is Superman. Is one of the, tough, never, top. Dude, you know, they, Spider-Man. You, oh, my God. Can you believe they never let me dress up? Really no, you dress up every day. Hey! 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 Anyways, Tom Brady not Tom going Brady. back to Tampa is what you said on there, yeah, and uh, that was just, breaking. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, because they they want him back, obviously. Um, but when he w- and then he did the thing with, I started thinking about this because you know he's standing there at the podium talking to reporters, and he thanks them for their professionalism, and he basically says it's been nice knowing you guys. And I'm like, that's interesting. So I reached out to some people I know. And they were like, during my interactions with him, it seemed like he was not coming back. Like, talked like he was not coming back. There was a finality to it. Um, and, I, you know, I think the Tampa-Brady situation was really, really good. Won a Super Bowl. Pretty incredible. Good. Everything you want. You know, they're getting a little older. There's going to have to be some retooling. Todd Bowles is bringing in his own offensive staff. Like, you know, so I, I just – it feels like that relationship has run its course a little bit. Very mutually beneficial. Yeah. But the people I spoke with believe that he is leaving there and not coming back, which will mean another offseason of, like, where's Tom Brady going to go? And very, very interesting. Oh, so he's going to the Raiders or the Jets? Everybody's talking about maybe the Jets. He's going to the Jets, going back to the AFC East, saying, I want to live in a big Titans, city. Titans make some sense. Oh, Whoa. Tennessee Titans who are allegedly going through a lot right now. Yeah, I back by land down there. Oh, yeah, a lot of people yeah. love buying land down there. Mm-hmm. So many musicians and good times and Broadway. Yeah. Zach Wilson's just a lazy sack of wine, as people are saying. No, well, no, yeah, that's that not was, true. That was, what? that was not true. What do we, uh, Did you hear about that situation, Ian, that happened to us with uh, old Schultze on Friday? I heard. I caught wind of it. Yep. He's not? Our sources told us quickly after the show ended on Friday that everything that Schultz reported about Zach Wilson was false. What? <laughs> Yeah, so that's just what our sources told us. <laughs> come now, on. Schultz has his own sources. He does. I don't know if he's come out and said what his side of the whole thing is, but our, our sources Damn. have told us that that has never, ever happened. Okay, and wow. Our sources also asked us, this team is being covered in New York City and in New Jersey with a lot of reporters. Don't you think one of our people would have got that Zach Wilson was late to meetings <laughs> good long point, before right now? Huh. Especially when everyone hates his guts. Yeah, Good call. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So we updated uh, yeah. the news story, but that is uh, where is Tom going to go? Jets maybe. Is that, a, is that an actuality? Uh, uh, I, I would imagine that is a possibility, yes. But you know who would know about Zach Wilson? Who's that? Is your friend Aaron Rodgers. Apparently they have a relationship. Because I heard a story, and I – Pretty sure it's true that 
Rogers calls Zach Wilson. Have, I, have we ever told you this story? No. Okay, Rogers calls Zach Wilson in the summer, and it's a Friday at like six, and they're chatting. And I guess Rogers like had kind of helped him with some stuff and give him some advice. Right. And at some point, he stops and he's like, "Where are you right now?" He's like, "Are you in the meeting room?" He's like, "Yeah." Like, "You're in the facility at six o'clock on a Friday in the off season?" He's like, "Yeah." And Rogers basically told him like, "Get out of there. You're going to lose your mind." Like he works now. He oh, needed no. to play better football this year, but. Works very hard. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Aaron break down the jet. Oh no. Schultz is ripping his hair out somewhere. <laughs> oh no. Bad news. Oh no. Oh jeez. Oh, no. Thank you, Rap. Come down to Peru. Who told you that story? Who told you that story? Uh sources. Oh, oh Zach okay, Wilson's good. dad. Uh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, do not, I do not know Zach Wilson's dad, but he does seem to talk to some other people, yes. Whoa, 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 the whole family. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you so much, ladies and gentlemen. You've had a great season thus far, dude. Keep killing it. Happy you're off the slopes and back in the office. Hell yeah. I might go skiing tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, you son oh, of a bitch. Jesus, rap. Uh, I got to work. Tuesday. Look, I got to work. I got work to do. Zito has a question for you. Zito, what's that? No, I was saying uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah, Ian, you reported on Joe Burrow this weekend. Is he going to get all the money? Yeah. Or oh, yeah, on? yeah, 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 on your IG story. Yeah, yeah and why'd you do it on your IG story? Now, nonetheless, great IG stories. You do fantastic. But you break on there. Cincinnati is financially ready to make a long-term deal because business is thriving. What it, I know you got to get out of here. What is that in a nutshell? You're just here no, and they're working I'll on it? I'll be quick. It was really – yeah, it, it hasn't started yet, to be fair. It hasn't started yet. And he's going to be one of the highest paid. This is the offseason. They want to do it. Hmm. Obviously, he deserves it. There's no question. It's just how rich is he going to get. I was actually really interested. Naming rights. Naming rights to an indoor facility. They have, like, an internet carrier. They have, the like, their own official canned cocktail, which I love canned cocktails. Oh, wow. It's tremendous. Oh, um, damn. Bangle booze. It's like they, they are – and it's not that they're thriving because Burrow needs a new contract. They're thriving in part because he opened the door to all these opportunities – so the whole thing is like a wagon, wagon. kind of, you know? It's, it's very cool what's going on in Cincy. We're very happy for him. We're also very happy for you and appreciative of you, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rapport. Yeah. Rap sheet, bring in the news. Man. Yeah, I can't believe. Thank you for reminding me back there, boys. The Joe Burrow news is a big deal for the city of Cincinnati. You know, him saying he's going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks, my immediate response is one of the highest. Like, what else does this guy have to do? But also, maybe Joe Burrow says, like, yeah, I want to build a team. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. The maybe. NFLPA, okay, the NFLPA – would be very anti-Joe Burrow giving the Cincinnati Bengals any type of discount. I would like to say, as a person that enjoys players making all the money in the world, in the world, I love it. Mm -hmm. I like to see every player make a billion dollars. I think it's okay if a player allows for more money to be allotted in other places on a roster for a team that he plays on. Because I think if a team is good and goes to the Super Bowl and gets all the lights and the eyes and the attention that a team that is built greatly would be able to have, you'd be able to make so much money as well in the bigger picture. So I think you can zoom out a little bit and say what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah, if is. your team is great, everything else is probably going to be great as well for you. Very rarely do the quarterbacks that are on a shit box team get all the commercials and the money and everything you can make off the field business-wise if we're strictly talking about how much money you take uh, for your contract with an NFL team. Now, 
break the bank, break the record. Joe Burrow certainly deserves it. But if he takes the stance where, yeah, you're going to have to pay me a lot of fucking money to play football, but I don't need you guys to leverage the entire team off of my contract and does this and chooses to allow the Bengals to and and they go on and do it too like Mm -hmm. Tom Brady would take pay cuts and then they wouldn't spend the money where like it would benefit Tom at all they would take the money from Tom's contract and then just say like yeah fuck you Tom pretty much is how Tom was saying it not that the Bill Belichick actually did that but that's what some people from TB12's camp have said and I think the Bengals wouldn't mind paying Jamar Chase right Mm -hmm. and then being able to keep all his weapons around offensive line if they find one Yep. Like and not, not that the guys mm-hmm. weren't bad. Uh, the guys were great this year until everybody yeah. got hurt. Keep them around. Like being able to protect Joe, so you can continue to make these playoff runs where Joey B can be Joey B, and they call him Joey Snow and Joey Cool and Joey Burr and everything like that. Everything else will come financially as well if that keeps happening. And I think they can do that. So I would like the NFLPA to not necessarily get as pissed with Joey Burrow yeah. if he does decide to do that. Yeah, and it feels like no matter what, none of these quarterbacks are going to get that Watson deal just because of how absurd it is and how, you know, cap, uh, you know, stricted it makes your team, if that's uh, the right terminology for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it it yeah. really does kind of cripple the team when it comes to being able to spend other money. And Now, the cap is not real. Yeah, it's not real. You can There's a cash over cap manipulation thing yeah. that teams are doing. Now, it hasn't been able to pay off for some of the teams because some of the players that are at their older ages that you thought maybe you'd be able to get two, three years out of, you're only getting like one year out yes. of. So if you can get like a good two, three-year run, I think that would be considered a massive smashing mm-hmm. success with this cash over cap manipulation. But that has not been the case thus far, and we have to acknowledge that. You also raise a good point because I feel like uh, I'm sure like locally he has a bunch of stuff, but I feel like Joe Burrow isn't in any like national commercials or that's the thing is like is he so focused on football and then you see like the Baker Mayfield side of it where it's like that guy couldn't you know didn't turn down any commercials, was was on every fucking channel, but like I mean that that I guess would be the other part of it, right? Is like after this season and, and all of a sudden he's you know sleep number says bye bye Dak. You know we want we want Joe Burrow. Well, Dak, Dak is going to need that sleep number bed, huh? mm-hmm. and hopefully that thing will get. I think he's uh I don't remember what he says number eighty two sixty two something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Probably going to soften that one yeah, up. Yeah, he's going to should a give bit. yourself a hug. Yeah. Give yourself a hug from that bed, Dak. Mm-hmm. Relax a little bit with Tash. Hey, everybody's coming. Everybody's coming after Dak. That Cowboys Twitter account, I've mentioned it four or five times That was times crazy. Now. That is crazy. We haven't even chatted about the Eagles. I mean, <laughs> what they did in uh, uh, Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New Jersey. Sirianni. Bruce. Bruce, hell of a run by those Giants. Yeah. Good season, Bruce. Best in the office. Hell yeah, Bruce. What, uh, what was it like just watching that whole oh, thing happen? Fuck. I uh, mean, that was bad. Oh, my yeah. God. Start Bruce Sirianni. Yeah. <laughs> in the fucking camera. He knew. Tomlin back in there. There's a couple of Tomlin ones of him doing this to the camera. Mm-hmm. Because in the moment, oh, you yeah. know, you Sirianni's it. on the field. Yeah. That motherfucker's talking shit to refs. Right. I know what I'm fucking doing, dude. I'm allowed to be here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fucking everything about him is awesome. Is awesome. So sweet. Just absolute dog. And they, they dog walked y'all, man. Uh, but a hell of a run for the Giants, right? That's how we're all viewing yeah. it? Yeah. People are saying Daniel Jones no more. Yeah. Is that what? happening? Uh-oh. They're blaming him? 
Yeah. Uh, I, I do think that 30 million certainly seems less likely than it did last week. That's a They just got dominated yeah. in every phase of the game. They're, like in even offensively, like if you change the game plan, do a few things differently, can't stop Miles Sanders and the Eagles rushing attack. You're you're never going to beat them. Two sixty. Uh, you know how you talk about indicator rolls sometimes. Yeah. Some a lot of people were saying that about Friday Friday afternoon. What happened on this show was an indicator roll for what was going to happen on Friday. Oh, hey, that geez. was rude. Some people were saying some mean stuff to old Brucey. They were blue collar Bruce. Yeah, yeah. don't kick him it's all right. down. You weren't on. I saw you weren't responding. Why stay above it? That is smart, Bruce. Why stay above it, Bruce? Good man, Bruce. One man had it down to the scores almost. Yep. 4-0 on the weekend, picking against the spread. Live from his attic in Ohio. College football national champion. Super Bowl champion. All-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. Ryder Cup champion. COVID survivor. A.J. Hawk. A.J. A.J. What's up? Thank you, AJ. Thank yeah. you, AJ. Yeah. AJ. Yeah. AJ, we thank you, pal. Super boosts have been hard to come by. Uh-huh. They've been tough to get this year. We passed the reins of the Super Boost horse around this office numerous times, and not one of those horses ended up in victory lane. We lost a lot on these Super Boosts. And just yesterday, your big-ass brain completed a weekend sweep of 4-0. Cincinnati Bengals money line in Buffalo. Niners money line. They had Ezekiel Elliott at center. AJ, your big brain boost. Your hotness right now on calling games won us all a lot of money. We appreciate Atta it. Baby, AJ. How'd you know, AJ? How'd you know? Genius. I, I went off pure instincts on how I felt on these uh, this week for sure. Didn't overthink it, and I'm glad they. I'm glad they all hit, man. Obviously, the uh, the Jacksonville one came in late for us for sure. Yeah, I'd say I, it certainly was a rough way for me to start. <laughs> that was no, a tough I, one. Yeah. I said, look at me. I was actually excited. I picked the Chiefs because I had been picking the Jags all week. And then while we're doing the picking segment, I go, oh, something inside me just said, Showtime, Patty Mahomes. Yeah, something inside me just told me, Travis Kelsey, oh, my God, Jacksonville just had their Super Bowl. That literally happened in the moment. I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs because I love the Chiefs. And I'm watching that game unfold. Looky here, 30 oh. seconds left. Mm-hmm. Riley Patterson, I mean, he's been dancing with the upright all game. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a chance he misses this field goal. Nope, makes it. Bang. How'd A.J. know? How'd he know? A.J. knew that this was going to happen. A.J. knew that Patty Mahomes maybe wasn't going to be able to play his best football. Now, let's move on. Let's move forward here and talk about this weekend before Travis Kelsey joins us. That's a big deal if Patrick Mahomes is able to move or not. That's a huge deal, especially against this Bengals team that won into Buffalo and got a win. You can talk about whatever, however. What were your thoughts on the weekend since you knew all of it was going to happen? Well, Mahomes, obviously, gut, gutsy performance. It was fun to watch him uh, navigate that ankle injury. And it's no matter how he feels, he's going to be playing this week. I, I think you guys said Tony claims he's not playing, right? Tony said there's yeah. a chance. Mm-hmm. Tony said there's a chance. He, he didn't use real possibility like Schefter he, describing Aaron traded. He played this game. He played this game. He's not going to sit out the next game. Well, Tony said, well, Jim. He said, uh, Jim, uh, adrenaline gets you so far. I think he's going to swell the size of a water balloon, Jim. <laughs> yeah, it will. He said Wednesday was going to be tough. He said, Wednesday, you're not going to be able to walk, probably have to have, you know, crutches and everything. And then he said, there's a chance he doesn't play next week, or he's not sure he's going to play next week. He finished that game. If he wasn't to play this game, I think that would go against everything that Patrick Mahomes has kind of radiated, which is he's a fucking tough guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's old school. He's a tough guy, uh-huh. professional athlete. Now, Andy Reid described it as a tweak. What does that mean, I wonder? <laughs> I wonder what does that mean? Smart. He, I mean, what, what could he say? He could be Mike McCarthy. Say it's a lower, he has a lower body. 
Patrick does, and he'll he's going to work through it this week and be all right. That's all he can say. All right, we'll get to the NFC side uh, soon with Mike McCarthy being a topic of the conversation, especially with that last play being, once again, worst play. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. Worst what if play- it worked? Terrible. What if it worked? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's other plays that are considered worst play in the history of the NFL, but what if they weren't? Yeah. You know, a lot of plays. What if they worked? But that play, <laughs> worst play. Yeah. History of the NFL. We'll get into that. But let's talk about you calling the Bengals going into Buffalo, especially with DeMar Mm -hmm. Hamlin there. He did not lead the team out in the four-wheeler. Was in a side-by-side, though. So I thought there was a moment there before that game kicked off where I'm like, this fucking guy. Here we go. He's standing. Yeah. He's standing in the back of that side-by-side with a flag. He's coming out there. I thought that was maybe happening. Obviously, it did not. He was in. He was out. He was up in an elevator. He was in a suite. He was through a blurry camera, snowy shot, because it was snowing hard up there doing this. But I didn't think there was a chance you could go into Buffalo and get a win, especially with all that was taking place. You knew it was going to happen. Joey B's a real deal, AJ. This guy's the fucking real deal. I mean, yeah, we could talk with Joey B. It's just everything about him, his poise, whatever he does, he seems to be in the ultimate control. But their defense, too. Like I think I mentioned it before. This defense is no joke, and there's a lot of, like there was a lot at stake. Those guys, the Bengals, really they were pissed. Like they were pissed about the whole pre-sale tickets and everything. We saw all the comments afterwards, and I think especially on the road with something like that, your team can kind of thrive off of that energy. I think Zach was using it when he. Yes, they all. They, I think they all had. It. You can't manufacture that stuff. I think if you try to manufacture it, it doesn't really work. But when it's real and the whole team feels it, then you see what happens. Like what a team can do. Yeah, but to be clear. And I'm a big underdog guy, spike guy. I mean, I, 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 I have a Michael Jordan in a restaurant. Oh, that's all I needed. When the guy, <laughs> the guy just said good luck. Like, I don't think I've gone that far. But, like, logistically, they had to sell this. Like, yeah. you know, you never tried to. Like, you know, logistically, yeah. they kind of had to do that, you know. But I do like the fact that it is very evident that they did not take that into consideration at all in the locker room. And Zach Taylor even, uh, we're just ruining, we're ruining all the NFL's plans. Oh. Oh, sorry. Sorry about it. Sorry okay. we're just ruining all these pl- I love that. I enjoy that in those yeah. team meetings, he puts up a headline. 50,000 tickets sold, you know, to neutral site <laughs> AFC. They, they're already 50,000. Oh, oh, all these people. I, I feel like we got a glimpse into the team meeting room there, didn't you? Isn't that what you felt? Oh. Like, I honestly yes. felt that way. Oh, I mean, it, it works out beautifully. Let's see what happens this week, what they – what they come up with this week, I feel like. I love, I just love rolling into one of those team meetings before the game, and then Zach comes in and just him putting that up on it. Go ahead and put that. I don't know if you guys saw this this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was something I should share with you. 50,000 tickets have been sold to this AFC championship game between the Bills and the Chiefs. The NFL is promoting it. Everybody, mm. everybody mm. wants this. Mm. Yeah. And literally everybody. Well, a little old Cincinnati, you know, that's like exactly yeah. that, that whole thing. That's an awesome, awesome glimpse into the locker room. And I don't know if they need it, that group. It seems like they got a lot of dogs out there. And we, I don't want this to be a full, you know, Joe. Sesh. Boom. I, you say that, but I was going to say tug sesh. So we'll just knock them both out. Yeah, sure. both, both of them out. I don't want, but that dude's fucking different, bro. Like that yes. warm up, that warm up video, that warm up <laughs> shot of him spinning and throwing, like just your teammates seeing your quarterback like that, just on the field in warm ups, like that radiates, dude. That's why Tom Brady is Tom Brady. That's why the teams that Tom Brady's on win because that type of shit is shown. It's remarkable that he's so young and so perfect for the role that he has, especially being an Ohio fuck for this Bengals team, AJ. Honestly, it's perfect. I mean- 
I mentioned it before. It's like a movie. It's like a script in a movie. If you wrote it, like that's well. well don't oh, say that. AJ. Don't AJ, say that. Leaking well, information. Uh, what happened? What? Are we in conspiracies now? Yeah, leaks, fix. Don't yeah. say that. Well, she said script. So they What's wrote this guy's it. deal? It's on Reddit right now. It's on Reddit right yeah. now. People. AJ Hawk confirms. AJ Hawk, man who also went four and zero this past weekend. <laughs> Confirms that NFL is rigged. Yeah, the script. Script. How does Cincinnati Bengals end up with number one overall pick after a guy had to get transfer from one school to another? <laughs> then he ends up back in NFL is rigged. Of course. It's been going on a lot longer than we could have imagined. Uh-huh. How guy <laughs> that's a real conversation that's happening because the NFL is so absurd. And it is crazy. Some of the stories that come out of the NFL, it just makes no sense. But Joey Burrow being like Ohio guy. Yeah. For this team that is radiating with Ohio, right? Cincinnati's a pretty Ohio fuck filled place. Yeah, I'd say you could say that for sure. Very Ohio in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and surround Dayton in there, right? Mm-hmm. That's Dayton's in yeah, there. Everyone come, even, even the, the Kentucky people coming over the border. Yeah, a lot of players live in Kentucky. Yeah, that, that's a super Ohio y place. Yeah. What a perfect just. And they go into Buffalo. Yep. And last year they go into Kansas City and into Tennessee, like going into these places and. It's awesome. And they're financially ready, they said. Financially capable for an, ex- uh, an extension for Joey Burrow this offseason. Get that done. I mean, what a play. Get it done, and you can start working on the rest of them. You're not going to be able to keep everybody, but let's see. Hopefully they can keep a bit, like a core together for sure. Guy Connor? Yeah, and they might not be able to keep everybody, but isn't Cincinnati kind of like a destination now? Like Players probably yeah. want to go play with Burrow and be a part of what they have built over there. So, sure, they might not be able to keep everybody because some guys like T. Higgins, you know, they haven't been paid yet, and they still need that first massive contract. But who says they can't go and get veteran right. guys who might be you know, free agents or get cut who have already been paid, like uh, Keenan Allen? If People he ring hunt with great quarterbacks yeah exactly and like cj uzama boom he had he got he went and got paid he had to go like you got to go get paid like that's going to have to happen and that is one of the things that takes place whenever you have a quarterback in a place for a long time there's different chapters almost of that quarterback with that team it's been in a lot of different places it's i'm i'm pumped for this Bengals team oh yeah like legit shoot pump for them because they're fun to watch they are fun to watch on TV. And then this Bills team, AJ, did you hear what Connor said earlier? It was disgusting. No. What did you say about him? Okay, Connor, quickly, if you can summarize your feelings on your life as a football fan being from New England. Yeah, Bills think that they have won Super Bowls the past three years before they've even made it to a competitive AFC championship game, and they're putting the cart before all ten of their horses that they need to do. Okay. So basically – they act as though they've won Super Bowls and have won MVPs and have done anything significant past a division title. Andy Reid is speaking to the media, is what I was being told in my ear while he was burying the Buffalo Bills Mafia fans, who have another heartbreaker. And I didn't expect this from the Buffalo Bills team to be out this early, but once again, there's only four teams left. Bingo. Okay, there's only a couple spots. That AFC was deep. We've been talking about it. There's going to be an odd person, odd team left out this year. It's the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. And um, New England Patriots fans feel like they're never going to be able to win if they weren't able to win never. with this team, how good this team was. But they didn't have Von Miller. Remember, Von Miller mm-hmm. was a massive piece that was added to the team from last year. What does Von do in the game for the Buffalo Bills? Who knows? But that's going to happen in the NFL, and they're just all men out. Too. Yeah, a lot of guys on the Bengals' offensive line who are out, too. But you didn't see them crying yeah. about it. All right, let's go uh, pivot away from that situation in Buffalo. Hell of a year, Buffalo. Great Hell year, year, Buffalo. It's hard to remember that right now. Hang that division title banner. 
You did it. You fucking did it. Let's go uh, to the other side of the AFC matchup. In his opening statement on Zoom, Andy Reid said that Patrick Mahomes does indeed have a right high ankle sprain. He's worked hard in the treatment and is doing okay, Reid said of Mahomes. So as soon as the game ended, yeah. this guy is getting treatment on his ankle. A little stem, a little ice. Right. What else do you think? What else is going on on a high ankle sprain? Compression wrap. You got compression wrap to keep that thing. I'm sure it'll turn black and blue and go travel up your leg. For keep sure. that thing elevated for sure. Got to keep it moving, too, though. That's the problem. When that gets stiff, that's when it's really hard. Like, it's tough to move. And he, and he rolled it inside as well, which yeah. I think hurts worse. So high is worse than low, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but does it mean, like, high on your ankle, or does it just mean high meaning how you sprain it, I guess? So I think it is a – there's a different – certainly a difference certainly. between a low ankle and a high ankle. High ankle is worse than a low ankle. I don't know exactly what the difference is. High ankle was what the Bama players and a lot of guys were getting that tightrope surgery for i thought yeah because it was yeah. worse it was significantly exactly, worse yeah. than a low ankle sprain i feel like high ankle usually guys miss like four to six weeks mm-hmm. whereas like just a regular low ankle Break sprain guys better. either playing or play you know it's one to two weeks he'll play he's definitely gonna play he's gonna come yeah, out with matt course. ryan taped ankle yes a lot of toradol we saw yep. matt more than toradol i assume good I assume, right? What else? What else? I mean, what else are you going to put them on? I don't know. Is there more stuff? Hard street, I was assuming there was something drugs. more. Morphine? Yeah, Vicodin? I don't think so. Not these days? I don't think that's a thing. No. Man, what a baller. Yeah. yeah. What if you could get Joining us now is a man who has been on the field basically every moment of old Patty Mahomes' big moment career. Mm-hmm. And this guy, statistically, is not only becoming like Greatest tight end of all time, but like maybe greatest pass catcher, ball catcher in the history of the NFL. He's also a host of an incredible podcast alongside his brother called the New Heights Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, first ballot Hall of Famer as soon as it's eligible, Travis Kelsey. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How we doing, guys? Dude. I appreciate you guys always having me on the show, baby. I got got excited when you shot me a text last night, man. Okay, good. I'm happy to hear that because I get really worried whenever I text people to come on the show because I don't want to waste any time of your life. I know you're in the middle of something important. Thank you for taking time, man. We appreciate you. Every time. I haven't jumped on yet this year, man. Dude, we, gotta, I, we, gotta, we do this thing annually, baby. I know. This is my new thing, though. I just don't ask people to come on the show anymore. That's my new thing. I feel terrible <laughs> doing it. Ask. It's a tough list. Every time I try and get, I'm I'm new to the situation, dude. And I can't ask anybody. I couldn't even ask Pat. I couldn't even ask Pat to jump on my show. It's it weird, like, isn't I, it? I know you got a lot, a lot of studying to do. Uh, you want to come talk football though? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't want to waste any time out of anybody's life. I'd be very appreciative if you come on the show. So I never want to interrupt your show, though. People will be wanting to come on immediately. It's amazing. Hey, you need to know this. There's a lot of shows out there, and we don't need to go through every single one of them. There's a lot of shows that come out, obviously, from players, and we're all supportive of everything. I want players to be rich forever. I want them to be successful. Everybody's story is worth money. I think the NFLPA needs to start telling people that more in, like, workshops and stuff like that. But you and your brother's show is a fucking top two, top three show in the world right now, dude. When you guys are chopping it up, it is so fucking great. I'm thankful you're doing it. Honestly, you enjoying the hell out of it, I assume? I'm enjoying the, the the living shit out of it, man. It's so much fun sitting down with my brother. It's like we're a, it's like a, a dinner table or a bar sit, like conversation every single time we we do this thing, man. And uh, I, I would have never thought that it got to this point this fast, but uh, doing new heights with Jason has been uh, 
it's been refreshing, man. It, it gives me something fun to do throughout the week. And uh, you guys paved the way, though. You guys have been doing it the right way and gave us the uh, the, the the confidence to be able to, you know, want to tell our stories and uh, and eventually bring in all of our friends to be able to tell our stories like you guys have done, man. Man, your show is much better than ours, so just <laughs> fucking keep it moving, hey, pal. Go ahead, AJ. We're all, we're all a bunch of lucky guys doing fucking stupid shit like this for a living, baby. Amen. Amen. You, you're right, doing man. it very well. Hey, how'd you feel about the the game yesterday? Everything you're doing, obviously, if a team can find a way to stop you, which nobody can, that's what everyone said. Hey, you got to find a way to stop Kelsey, not let him beat you guys. How do you find like? How do you always find the open space and you and Pat to be like you're on such like? It seems like you're on the same wavelength like at all times. Man, it's uh obviously a lot of reps go into all that, man, and then obviously and then. The defense has to be able to stop Coach Reed's offense. There's so many, as you know, there's so many moving parts. There's so many uh, motions and formations and personnel that you have to account for and the things that we do out within those uh, those uh, strategies. It's just um, there's a lot more going on than, hey, it's third down. Let's uh, let's make sure we keep our eye on this one guy. There's there's, there's things that, that they have to be accounted for uh, all over the football field, and that's uh, a guy like Kadarius Toney. A guy like Marquez Valdez Scanton, uh, Scantling, a guy like Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Pops Pacheco, Jet McKinnon out of the out of the backfield. There's so many weapons that you have to account for to be able to just say, you know, we need to stop this one guy. Is uh, it's obviously a lot harder than uh, than you know uh, just saying that. But uh, we put a lot of pride on being able to get, spread the ball around and uh, everybody get a little piece of the pie. So it's it's been fun, man. Okay, so whenever Tyreek left. They said that now defenses are going to be able to maybe put a couple people on you and be able to handle everybody. Have you seen that? Is that something that you faced your entire career? And do you know whenever you're getting either like a shade or three 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 sets of eyes on you? And on whenever the game started against Jacksonville, did you know immediately how they were going to cover you the rest of the game? Uh, I felt I felt like. Uh how they played me last game, I, I kind of had a clue on what they were going to do. They didn't run as much uh, man double or man bracket, uh, where the first game I got quite a bit of bracket uh, in terms of like a guy being on me on the line of scrimmage and somebody uh, kind of having eyes on me over the middle of the field. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's attacking the defense however they want to present themselves, man. And um, even if they are double teaming me, man, you got to have the mentality that you can't get doubled. You just got to keep finding ways to get open. Because obviously one five and even Chad Henney can find a way to get the ball to you, baby. How about Chad Henney, man? You guys expected that as soon as his old ass stepped in. <laughs> that was Hen awesome. dog, baby. I, I love rocking with that dude. Obviously, it's a crazy situation and a crazy scenario, man. But uh, Chad Henney's always ready, baby. I know. I know. AJ, I know you guys got that. I got a little. I got a little AJ back here. In the- oh! Ohio football while we're talking the Michigan Wolverines right now. But uh, showing some love to AJ, man. Uh, I think um, Chad Eddie's always freaking prepared, man. And you want to talk about a guy that's always in the building, talking ball, just being a great teammate, man, leading the guys, even though he's, he's, he's you know, one, one snap away from being in the game like he was this Sunday, and then just always prepared and ready to go out there and ball, man. That's awesome. Man. Trev, what did you think of uh, of Pat when he went down with his ankle and he's yeah. over there on the sidelines arguing with Andy Reid and the trainers and everything, and then you see him run in, all of this stuff. What were your initial thoughts? Did you think he was out for the game? Um, The way he was uh, still on the sideline, I had a feeling that he was going to try and get back in the game. I mean, usually if a guy goes in the into the locker room or, or go, goes off the field for an injury, 
Um, you don't see him come back out, out onto the field unless he's going to try and get back out, out. You know what I mean? Uh, get back in the game. Yeah. So uh, there was always kind of that sitting over the top of my head thinking that he was going to get back in. But it's just a mentality you have to have no matter who it is. You know, I've, I've unfortunately been a part of, you know, when Pat comes, goes off the field, when Tyreek has been off the field, you know what I mean? Got in, very impactful players uh, leave the game because they injury. You have to have the next man in mentality, man. And it is what it is. No matter how great that player is leaving, the next guy's got to be able to step in uh, and, 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 and provide, you know, success for us, man. Just be able to go in there and ball, man. And that's uh, sure enough, that's what Chad did, baby. Yeah, and I think Chad was a great representative of, like, your entire program over there because I feel like you're a very details-oriented crew. Right. I mean, a lot of personalities, a lot of success, obviously a lot of highlights and showtime and everything like that in primetime. I feel like you guys are one of the most like details oriented crew over there. Is that how Andy Reid operates? And do you think he ever gets enough credit? I love how you're just like big red this, big red that. That's an incredible amount of respect you have for him. I feel like we don't really talk much about him just because he's like cheeseburgers and stuff like that. (laughs) Honestly, that's a real thing. I don't think we talk about him enough. No, I don't think it's talked about enough either, man. The guy's a guru when it comes to – being able to get anybody open, I said it the other day, man. He could he could draw up a play to get my dad a first down in the in the National Football League. <laughs> he, he, he finds ways uh, to just get me wide ass open to get guys in space one on one. I mean, if you can get me or anybody like that, I I love the opportunity of just getting me one on one with somebody. If I if I can get that situation, I feel like I can you know have the upper hand in that situation. And uh, Coach Reed does an unbelievable job of just. Uh, finding ways to attack defenses week in, week out to just, you know, always keep them in a reactionary position. And uh, I, I don't I, – I tell everybody all the time I owe all my success to this guy for uh, kind of expanding the tight end role in this offense for me, uh, especially in the receiving game. And, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see myself ever, you know, playing uh, for another head coach, especially in another offensive uh, mind like Andy Reid. Yeah, you guys have been – a tag team that has been fantastic to watch. You're in the GOAT discussion, bro. Come on, man. Hey. Hell yeah. Hey, come on. You're old. That means you're old. That means you're fucking old. <laughs> but also, hey, man, you're in the GOAT discussion, dude. You well well deserved, bro. Happy for you, man. Listen, man, I've been I've been so freaking fortunate to be able to play this game and uh, have some fun out here in Kansas City going crazy for the Chiefs kingdom, man. We got a fun one coming up. Championship Sunday this weekend, baby. The Bengals playing their tails off, playing what looks like their best football I feel like we're playing our best football. It's going to be a great game, man. Did you ever meet that uh, bank robber guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I have not met him. I have not met him. I wanted to. Actually, I might have shaken his hand and didn't know I was shaking his hand because yeah. I think he's actually been at Pat's Foundation events. Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, he bought Mahomes. he bought a pretty yeah, expensive painting. Yeah, I might have shaken his hand in passing and didn't even know I was, you know, shaking the hand of a legend. <laughs> that was Robin Banks. Come watch you guys play football. Uh, you've had an incredible run. Can the boys ask a couple questions? Yeah, you know it, baby. Connor, go ahead, pal. Yeah, Travis, obviously yesterday we all saw how your mom traveled from KC to Philly in the same day to watch you and Jason's game. Uh, how does she do that? Is that scheduled out to the minute? And then also, is she putting <laughs> all of her money on the Bengals and the Niners so she doesn't have to experience you and the Chiefs versus Jason and the Eagles? <laughs> No, no, mom. Mom definitely wants a Kelsey Super Bowl, one thousand percent. She she'll yeah. just uh, cheer, she'll cheer for the offense if it ever happens. She doesn't have to cheer Over. for anybody on the defensive side. So, um, but she's a superstar, and I, I love 
Twitter world and social media for uh, for playing into it and having fun with her. Um, she has a blast trying to get to all the games, but obviously uh, this upcoming Sunday, both of our games being on Sunday, she'll uh, she'll be up in Philly since she was uh, she was in KC this past weekend. What a year for you guys to launch a fucking podcast, yeah, yeah, genius, dude, smart, <laughs> huh? Hey, hey, hey. Th- it's got to be rigged, man. This is crazy. No, don't say it. It's crazy. Don't say it, dude. This is it's too much fun. We're having too much damn fun, man. <laughs> too this many. Oh my god. Uh, the script is Reddit late. is going bananas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boom, 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 boom. Well, I don't know if they could script a better tight end. Yeah. You broke. You broke like four records of just uh, in the last game alone. You are. Hey, you're fucking killing it, dude. Oh, yeah. You're fucking killing it. Your last seven playoff games, I assume you know this, but Hembo from ESPN put it out. Obviously, 14 for 98 yards, two tuds, 10 for 95 and a tud, 8 for 96 and a tud, 5 for 108, 10 and 133, what? 13, 118, what? and two tuds, 8 for 109. It's like you come alive in the playoffs. Is there any reason why? Is there any reason why or what? Just get fired up, baby. Woo! Yeah. Kidding me? It's a, it's it's winter go home, and that and now you got to put everything out there, put it all on the line, man, and go out there and just play play your best football. I I get more excited. I, I want to press fast forward from this point on every single year to this point. You know what I mean? To playoff football, there's nothing better than NFL playoff football. Everybody's sitting down, getting hyped for every single every single play, every single football situation that matters. Oh man, the stakes are high, baby, and I love I love being on that field, going crazy, especially in Arrowhead, man. Dude, there's so many stories that come from literally every play in the playoffs. I love that you recognize that. Right now, I don't know if you know this. Dak Prescott is in the XFL next year. Yeah, uh-huh. the guy can't play football. <laughs> Mike McCarthy, he's fucking coaching in the USFL. Uh, yep. That's what the that's oh, what playoff man. football is, though, and I love that you respect that. Tone has a question for you. Kelsey, how much um, is it like you're rolling the offense a feel? And, like, how often are you surprised? Because I feel like you come off the line, and especially in the red zone, you're just like, fuck, no one's around me. I'm just going to sit this thing down right here. And, obviously, Pat finds you, and, and you get in all the time. Um, Yeah, like I said, it, there's 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 certain things that go on in this offense in terms of scheme that, uh, that just get, you know, guys' attention going other directions. And uh, I was, I'm, I'm fortunate that, you know, I'm even in the – game let alone in the game plan that much in the red zone uh you know i put a lot of a lot of pride and a lot of honor in being accountable for these guys especially in situations like that knowing how much uh touchdowns matter in the playoffs and uh and putting up seven matters but uh i feel like this this offense is has grown so much and coach reed's given not only myself but all the all the receivers and all the backs and all the tight ends opportunities to grow within it and what that means is you know if there's something that pat likes or if there's a there's uh, a certain route or a certain way I can run my route, depending on what the defense is doing that Pat likes, you know, why not make it easier on one five back there or, or Chad Handy or whoever's back there at quarterback, man. So you know why a lot of it works though is because you're such a monster blocking. Yeah. Why dude Gotta get after it, baby. Yeah. You gotta get dirty, man. You gotta get dirty in the playoffs, baby. Yeah. Taking your face in the fan every time, baby. You gotta love that shit. <laughs> I saw Harrison Bucker do that. Literally tackled a guy with his face. Hell yeah. Literally tackled a guy with his face. Big time tackle. Big, he, I'll tell you what, that that returner, man, he was hitting it. He was, a he was when a guy when a guy catches that thing on the run like that and just flies fearlessly. I mean, that gets you going. That's a momentum booster for sure. Yeah, that guy was a real problem. Harrison Bucker yeah. said, "Let me run my face into that." But there's been a lot of big time special teams plays. Agnew is a beast. Boom, tax him in the face. Tax him in the face. Boy Harry. Is that what you call him, Harry? Harry Harrison Bucker, baby. Yeah, he's a dog, huh? What's buck kicker? What happened? He had a sprained ankle this year. Was that this year? 
I think um, so. Listen, I know, I know he was he was just nailing them a few fifty yarders in the snow or the sleet or wherever we were playing in, in, in Arrowhead this past weekend. So he's rolling right now. Guy's got a he, Listen, he, ain't nothing holding Harry back from 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 hitting some big time kicks for us. Man. Okay, we're gonna start calling him Harry from Harry, now on. Uh, Ty has a question. I, I'm not sure if he loves it, but. He, <laughs> <laughs> Travis, speaking of all the records you've broken this year in your playoff success, Pat and AJ always talk about the NFL just being Groundhog's Day while you're in the season. And I assume you're aware of how fucking good you are, but do you get to, like, sit back and just reflect, like, oh, shit, I just had 14 receptions in a playoff game, you know, just on this past weekend. Like, is it something where you'll look back at the end of the season? Can you not do that, like, while the season's going on? But, like, how how difficult is it not to kind of enjoy what you're doing? I mean, granted, you do it, you know, week in, week out, but how do you not enjoy what you're doing, like, as you're going? I love this shit every day, man. I absolutely – I love coming into work. I love going into practice – you know, the grind of, of, of working through the discomfort to be able to be on time, to be able to be perfect uh, come Sunday. Um, I love every aspect of coming into work and, and, and getting better, man. And when you have that mentality, you kind of just, I don't, don't want to say you black out, but the routine of the week and, uh, and how you attack your week and you attack your day, um, it just flies by, man. Time flies when you're having fun. And I, I, I just love it. And I enjoy coming into work with these guys every single day and every single week. So the, the the year kind of flies by. It gets a little static there around week 10 to, like, 15. But uh, you can always get juiced up towards the end of the season, especially holidays come around, New Year's comes around, and then playoff football is right around the corner. I've been fortunate to be able to play in these uh, these big-time games. Trav, what's your, what are your thoughts on all these alien sightings being made public uh, recently? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know you mentioned earlier about something having to be scripted. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on all of that going? Yeah, on? you might be one though. Oh, yeah, big, yeah. Big, big on aliens, big on aliens. My dad actually, my dad had a computer set aside that was hooked up to some speakers when I was a kid for satellite radio in space. And I'm telling you, that thing used to used to make some weird sounds. Used to make some really <laughs> weird sounds, especially at like awkward times in the night when you're just sitting there as a 10 year old kid in your room <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> you hear some shit where is this now t- yeah is your dad still doing this um i'm not sure i'm not sure if he gave up on that uh that dealer <laughs> was he sending anything that. to them or he was just trying to hear back highlights he might i'm that's a great question i, th- I think i need to get i need to dive deep yeah. more into this thing I, I just remember asking him what it was and he said uh it's just a just radio, radio waves in space. It could be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a firm believer, man. They're out there, baby. You might be one, honestly, at this stage of the game and watch what you do. How many? We got a, We got ten years left. Are you even thinking about that? Never. I'm telling you, man. I'm I'm enjoying coming into work every single day. So I'm. I don't, I don't plan on leaving this thing anytime soon. That's for damn sure. Well, we're lucky for that then. Good luck the rest of the way. We appreciate you making time. That picture of AJ right over your shoulder there is classic. Go Centerville. Hey, go Elks. Go Elks. Go Elks. Go Ohio football, baby. Hey, that's right. The Ohio fucks have mastered the sport of football, <laughs> and two of them have a podcast called the New Heights Pod, and it is amazing. We can't thank you enough, ladies and gentlemen, Travis Kelsey. Yay! The man sitting to my left, your right, is a man who got the super boost right for Woo! us just yesterday. Oh, yeah. That's A.J. Hall. Hey, baby, A.J. Hey, baby, A.J. Thank you, A.J. Thank you. Thank you, yes. A.J., anything to say to the thousands? Hey, thousands! Of people that rode alongside your big brain. 
super boost just yesterday. I appreciate it. What was it? it got up to what? Plus 500, right? That's what we had it? Yeah, it was a plus 370 bet, which is a great bet. By the way, great odds, mm-hmm. good hit. Got boosted to plus 500. That's a big time boost. Shout out to FanDuel for doing that. It hasn't been, that's an amazing, yeah. that's an amazing boost to hit plus 500. That's wow. one of the ones you like too, AJ. It felt like that one was in your bread basket. And you're in your bag right now, AJ. You are in your bag, yeah. sir. Well, you know, I, I like it. It's got to be up over, you know, plus three, plus four, five hundred. I like it. I like those those numbers. Really you like them big, huh? Right. Yes. Juicy. You like ten bucks turns <laughs> to fifty bucks real quick, yeah. don't you? Thick. Yep. You like one thousand turns. Say? What's that, pal? What did Ty say? Juicy. Juicy. Oh. Okay. Tasty. Yeah. Wide. Thick. Wide. Big. Wide. Wide. Bovacious. Like like so you like those big ones. Supple. Plus 500. Us too. I loved it. I needed it. To be honest, uh-huh. I lost every other fucking bet. Oh, yeah. AJ, I'm in a bad spot right now deciding what's going to happen in a game that I haven't seen yet. Bad. We're talking about bad spot. I'm thinking things are going to happen. For instance, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to put an X on Travis Kelsey, aren't they? They're going to triple team. What's yeah. that mean? Juju Smith-Schuster. How you doing? Keep moving. Love is the big moment. He is certainly going to have a big time game. Yeah. Let's go and do that. Well, Travis Kelsey has 14 receptions, actually. <laughs> yeah. Biggest game in the history of tight end. Does his thing. You think they wanted to take him out of the game or they just can't what happened there you think aj i'm sure they wanted to at some point but it's it's kind of true though okay take kelsey out they have so many other options so many other plays and and guys that can beat you down the field and beat you deep as well so you can try but yes it's it's tough kelsey's so good at just watch him he's so good at finding the tiny little windows wherever that may be has such good feel and and mahomes is always seems to find him when he needs it he just gave a lot of credit to andy reed for drawing a plays but Okay, so that would indicate that my theory is completely wrong. I just think him and Patrick Mahomes are playing a different play every yeah. play. Like, I feel it's like, yeah. what are they in? What are we in? We're doing our thing. And I assume that's been, like, curated and created in the nest of, like, hey, this is what we're reps. doing. But it's he unstoppable. Yeah. Travis said it's a lot of reps, and it's true. Like they, It feels like Mahomes and Kelsey, like, are sharing the same brain when it comes to what he does. Yes. Like, it's just – it's cool to see. Yeah, it is. Like, that little – he had a couple – he had, like, three mock block mm-hmm. – Catches like kind of leak out the backside almost. This was for a touchdown. He had a couple for first downs. It felt like it, it's seemingly unstoppable when they're on the same page. And that's another reason why Patrick Mahomes' health coming up is going to be a big deal because that is weapon number one in the NFL right now. Also, how many guys? It seems like he has carte blanche to just kind of do whatever he wants out there, like run whatever route you want, whenever you want. Doesn't matter the situation. And again, like to you guys' point about like him and Mahomes always being on the same page, like. They're they're never you know like Mahomes isn't ever throwing it behind him because he thinks he's running something else. Like how many guys in the league actually can go out there and just kind of run whatever route they want on every single play? AJ, you tell me. That was kind of what the Patriots were for a long time, right? With Tom, it was like option I don't know. routes. I think, a, yeah, like I think a lot of times receivers have less freedom than we think. And I know Gabe Davis comes on and talks about how they have so many option routes, and we see Kelsey. I'm sure he has lots and lots of freedom, but there's definitely. Plenty of times when I think they have locked routes where you can't really mess with it because it messes up all the distribution and everything. So us calling them option routes when they're not would be saying that the players are making better plays than the coaches, the play that's being drawn yeah. up yeah. or whatever. So I can't understand how that is maybe a slight towards some people if we talk about things being option routes. But I thought that's why like Julian Edelman, yeah, like Tom and Julian, and that's yeah, like working off the leverage. You work off whatever the defender's leverage is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like options. Like, hey, this this route could be this, could be this, depending upon what this is. That was like Peyton's offense. Yes. A lot of Peyton Manning's yeah. offense, which I got to see. It's like, hey, in this situation, we're running this. But if they show this, 
everybody has to be on the same page without us all yelling to each other, okay? Mm-hmm. We can't all yell to each other what we're doing here, and everything o- operates different. They all have to see it the exact same way. And if they don't, turnover. Boom, turnover. That's going to happen. Seems like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, whenever they need it, it's always going to happen. Yeah. It's always going to be those two, and they never are off script together. Mm-hmm. There's always a, some play that's made that doesn't make any sense and Travis is at the top of every single stat sheet right now for the tight end position, and he's nowhere near stopping. Nowhere near stopping. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the chemistry they have, it feels like almost like Aaron and Devontae last year and in previous years. Like, they just kind of are always on the same page. And for the Jags, is it almost that their D coordinator, or I forget what his name was. but Well, Caldwell. Caldwell, yeah. Does he have too much faith in his guys in a situation like that where it's like, okay, we don't have to do anything too special with Travis Kelsey because we have, you know, Yeah, that ben is a Moyer. question. Is that a thing, AJ? That's possible. Yeah, it's definitely a thing where a coach could come to a, a couple guys that maybe matched up on him the majority of the game. Like, hey, dot's on you today, man. Like, this, it's on you. We need you to step up. We need you to make plays. And they've probably felt really good about the plan going up all through the week in practice and how they're going to play everything. And then you get in the game, and it's like like this right here. If you go that from the beginning there, well, that's a D end on them. So, you know, when they're when you're blitzing, you're on a fire zone. The, the, usually the weak side D end will drop. Travis put like seven moves on the dude in a one-yard span. And then threw him off as well. See you later. Yeah. There, that's like the Kittle play. He had number 96 covering him mm-hmm. down the middle of the field, uh, 20 yards down. It's like some of these <laughs> schemes are able to be a matchup nightmare. They have coverage beaters, and it seems like these great play callers and play designers have the capability to put their best players in the position to beat all these guys. It's, it's awesome to watch. Carl Aftis. How about the touchdown uh, with Carl Aftis yeah. was on the back out of the backfield this week too. Like yeah, that, Kirk take, lined like, up in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a wide-out lineup in the backfield. That's how you're scheming them up. You know, okay, hopefully we get this look. It was like a peel, it's called, where like a, a DN has to peel. If the back takes off and runs like a little bubble or a flare, you got to come out of your rush and take them. They, they gambled on, hey, we hope we get this look. We got this look. We have our DN on our receiver that we paid a yeah. bunch of money to in the offseason. And That's tough. Think about how and Carl Loftus had good coverage, though. He had, he had honestly pretty good coverage, but they just threw a great ball. Yeah, but how, how good does that feel as a play caller and as a quarterback whenever you see that situation happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Joey Burrow. It feels like every coverage he sees, he likes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unbelievable. He's like, oh, i got to extend the play a little bit here, and then I'll make it. You like the Bengals this weekend or what, pal? You, you've been riding with the uh, Bengals heavy. I mean, I'm not going to make any official picks. No, 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 four and out. Nothing official. No need, no need. Well, yeah, of course, it's hard to it's hard to not like what the Bengals are doing right now. I feel like you like their defense a lot. I love their defense. Love their defense because I think they fly under the radar. So I think when we see them, like, I just love how they tackle, man. Like, you do you? I don't remember many missed tackles from that game at all. I remember DBs, nickelbacks, backers, corners, everybody coming up making big physical tackles and big time moments in the open field. And they were all coming from the right leverage. Too. It felt like everybody was in the right spots. And Very disciplined. Yeah. Yes. Just so dialed in almost. That's not easy to do, especially in those conditions. Yeah. Uh, Lou Anarumo, I assume he's up for a lot of head coaches as is Should be. as coaching position. Is he interviewing? We haven't heard not about him heard. interviewing for jobs. Come on. I don't think so. Come on. Let's get this guy a job. Come on. Yeah, come on. Cincinnati wants nobody to know that he exists. Yeah. Cincinnati's like, yeah. no, no, no. Lou's getting a lot of love, isn't he? He's doing too much love almost <laughs> everywhere he's going. Lou Anarumo, every time he comes on here, he crushes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wait. Yeah. Is he getting interviewed for Indianapolis? Did we interview? I know D'Amico Ryan's canceled his uh, Indianapolis <laughs> interview and Houston interview. Oh, that makes sense, though. No, he <laughs> he did two. He played for Houston. Yeah, he did. He said he wants to do him a later time. 
He said, listen, I'd like to do these at a later time mm-hmm. because we – I said this, and I think we all did. We all kind of – we were rallying this kind of wagon last week pretty heavily. When they announced, and I forgot who it was, maybe it was Glazer, maybe it was Rapport, maybe it was Schefter. I apologize to whoever announced it. That D'Amico had four head coaching interviews scheduled back to back to back to back one day. And each one goes two to three hours. Yeah. And this dude's going to have to prepare for a fucking game against the Cowboys in the biggest game that he's coached. And these moments are the reason why he's even getting one of the head coaching jobs. We said we should save this guy the trouble, and there should be a calendar part of the calendar year where interviews are done. So at least the coaches can say, no, I'd rather focus on my job right now than inter- the biggest interview of my life that would change the trajectory of everything. My coaching career, there's only 32 jobs. I think I'd be a great head coach. When I become a head coach, I'm probably going to have success. I'm going to be the next guy, and i got to prepare for these interviews as if they matter because you only get a certain amount of them. And also, oh yeah, also, we only have six days to prepare for our next opponent. It just didn't, it doesn't make any sense. He canceled the last two. The news was broken, and it made sense that he did, but the coach just so happened to be, what, number three or number four? Mm-hmm. Didn't even get to talk to him. Yeah. Didn't even get to talk. I thought Glazer also threw in there he uh, didn't want to interview with places that he knew he would never go because most of the places that have head coaching jobs, a la Houston and Indianapolis, are 5, 10, 15 years out from being good. And he wants to go to a team that'll have a chance. The Colts, 15 years? The coaching search is seemingly heating up. Yeah. I mean, Sean Payton is the bell of the ball. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do. Allegedly, he's going to Denver. Right, I know what everybody's kind of pinned him on Denver. He's going to be the Broncos head coach. And wait till you see what he does with Russell Wilson. Sean Payton's going to have his J's on. He's going, let's ride here. Let's ride right into this this film room here. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and learn this offense like Drew Brees had. And let's start picking people apart. We got the richest owner in sports. Everybody assumes that's why Sean's going there. That's a good hire, I think, right? Sean Payton will love his life up there at Mile High. How could you not? Yeah, and especially with the defense he has as well. Do you think he wants to like take Russ through a workout before he accepts, accepts the job? Hey, let me just make sure this that dude still has it. If they're paying him $25 million, Yeah, probably not. <laughs> we'll know, figure it out after. He said the relationship with the owner is more important than anything. Yeah. So if that, I mean, and Lombos come out and said, this owner. Yeah, yeah. best he's it's ever it. heard. Best this introductory best. press yeah. conference. Unbelievable. Uh, let's talk about Shannon Sharp getting into a fight with the Memphis Grizzlies on Friday night in Los Angeles at the Lakers game Unreal. while dressed incredibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people obviously going to get mad about this type of thing. Me personally, the fact that he didn't get booted and the fact that everybody in the arena was pretty much like, yeah, Shannon, mm-hmm. yeah, get him. Beat, his ass, beat their asses. <laughs> Shannon was going to fight the entire Memphis Grizzlies team, yep. including some parents. Most specifically, John Morant's dad, who was there looking so cool. Mm -hmm. And I assume he's at every single game looking like that. Uh, What a moment here. Obviously, Shannon apologized for all of this, talking about he needed to be the one that lowers the temperature in the stadium as opposed to raising the temperature dramatically in a stadium and everything like that. Um, Shannon Sharp's one of the only humans on earth that can get away with this. Let's not make this a habit, I think, is what we're all thinking here, AJ. Yeah, and I mean, I would, I, I wouldn't be taking Shannon Sharp on. I mean, look at the dude. Like, I loved when he was doing that with his hand signal. He was trying to, you come right here, like when he was pointing. That was my yeah. favorite part. I'm not allowed on the field, or not allowed on the court. You know, I'm not allowed on the court. Mm-hmm. You come right here. Yeah. And what do he say? Uh, you don't. Uh, yeah. Bet you won't. I bet you won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, unbelievable. Then the quotes he gave to the ESPN reporter Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know who yeah. Dave is. Yeah. They didn't want to smoke Dave. 
They do all that talking and jockeying, and I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, fuck me. I said, fuck you back. <laughs> he started to come at me, and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Ja came out of nowhere talking. He definitely didn't want these problems. <laughs> then Dad came, and he obviously didn't want no problems, but I wanted anything they had. Don't let these fools fool you now. <laughs> Beast. He's giving that interview to – I wonder if he doesn't even know he's in an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Dave's got something, and then he's, like, transcribing it. He's like, I thought that's what he said. All right. This is what <laughs> Shannon Sharp said. As soon as I read that official quote from actual ESPN reporter from Shannon Sharp, like, how has Shannon Sharp chosen to address this situation? These dudes don't want any of these fools. Don't, don't let these fools <laughs> fool you now. <laughs> I, I laughed so hard. I laughed, I laughed so hard. I, I Shannon, we appreciate you, buddy. Can't, yeah. can't make us a habit, obviously. Right. Lakers came back and won, too, in the last second. And LeBron they- said 365. I rock with that guy. 366 on the leap. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Shannon is their mascot now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. He has to go to every home yeah. game. He, I think he does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he does. And he's there. And then, obviously, Skip Bayless. Oh, he's not happy with Man, that. he was upset. Well, he threw his Especially jersey. when she knocked on the door or knocked on the thing to let him know it's time to start the video. Bingo. <laughs> Thank you for noticing that. I appreciate that so much. Yep, well done. Are you, you talking, see him in the doorway. Well done. What are, we, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? My God. What are you talking about? There's, the a, there's two seconds, and then you hear a, and then you hear and then he starts Ernestine. walking. Yeah, yeah Ernestine gave the signal. That's yeah. him kicking the door. Yeah. Guys, no, yeah, that's not real. We, you, he so genuinely threw that jersey away, she, too. She had been filming him for 20 minutes. He was sulking in the yeah. hallway. Mm. Yeah, she knew that something was on the line because he had been crying, I'm throwing this away. Mm-hmm. And she just started rolling. Oh. And then he turns the corner, dripped out, shoes impeccable. Yeah, look yep. great. Absolutely unbelievable. Shoes in the house. And then he – shoes in the house, that's how clean the shoes are in the house. Right. That's, that's living – Skip's living real good, real Ooh. nice. He took that thing though. I thought he was gonna knock the plane off the walls. Yeah, he fucking was not happy. Oh my god, this four jersey ain't for me anymore. He yep. said. Yeah, I thought he was lighting on fire. Looked at both sides of it too. Like, well, Ernestine <laughs> stomped it because he stomped out, and she was like, "Come on, Skip, you're an adult." Mm-hmm. You know, that's what she said. She yep. turned the camera off. And then he came back and he said, get off me, Ernestine. And he grabbed a lighter fluid and he fucking Dasted. and he took a match and he, boom, and then he threw it so hard the fire went out. Yeah. So he had to fucking light another one. Mm-hmm. And then same situation. Ernestine said, you got to be you got to be nicer with the match, Skip. He said, shut up. So he was, and then he put it down and it blew up. Mm-hmm. And then that was Dak firing back. Skip Bayless lost his face. Afterwards, yeah, that's right, and uh, that's uh, that's why we didn't see the whole video. But that show is awesome. Those two, mm-hmm. Skip and Shannon, we're talking yeah. about characters in a movie, bro. Just living, unreal. Shannon is fifty and just strapped, repping yeah. four fifty. Somebody yes. took a picture of him from one of the workout videos he had posted, and said, "Shannon's not lying. I, I do not think any of those guys wanted any no. any problems." Steven Adams was the only one that could have potentially put up a fight. Yeah, they were out of eye. I think they were. Shannon would have got it right to the ground, though. He'd ta- he tackle him. Bingo. Those big Single leg. Yeah. Yeah. Big tree fall hard. Yeah. Dylan Brooks said in a sweet black tank <laughs> yeah, top. Yes. I don't know if you saw the internet. A lot of people yes, making fun of him saying, why is this guy dressed like Dean Ambrose after the game? <laughs> not, <laughs> oh, not I thought it was GTA. GTA starter. I didn't know if it was. I didn't hear the Mox compliments. Oh, yeah. Very funny. But I did see the GTA ones. He just called a regular pedestrian or something like that. Shannon Sharp. Which, I guess he did have a ticket. He was in the stands. Yeah. And we need to know that not everybody can do that. No. 
That's the issue, right? I think that's what everybody gets scared of. You mm-hmm. see Shannon do something like that. Sure. Other people who have money yep. think that all of a sudden they're a part of it. And it's like, let's remember, Shane Sharp is Shane Sharp. Okay? You're not. Let's remember that. Especially okay. out None there. Of us. None of us. Nobody. None of us are Shannon Sharp. Yes. We're Gronk. But there's a lot of people out in L.A. to Ty's point. Yeah. You know. Drunk asshole who's sitting courtside, who's a little sawed-off prick who thinks since he's down there, you know. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll go say fuck. I'll go say fuck this guy right to his face. I don't care. That'd be funny if both the Lakers and the other team beat the shit out of somebody. That'd be <laughs> sweet. <laughs> that would be. This guy's not with us. Shannon, though, everybody was like, whoa, whoa, hold on now. Mm-hmm. How about the security? Shannon had his arm around him. Any moment, Shannon could have just flipped that yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. See you, pal. Yeah. Happens in Indy all the time. I mean, LeBron's gotten someone kicked out here, and then uh, there's a lot yeah. of escorted out. A lot it's of big. them. Then Nurkic, there is one of the centers for the Portland Trailblazers, like spiked this dude's phone. Oh, was, yeah, it that was, awesome. was it you or Bruce? Was it you or Bruce? Bruce, Bruce, Bruce was trying to get kicked out. Yeah, yeah he got the little ticket. Him and TJ really? McConnell have yeah. a true rivalry. He got a yellow card, pretty much. Yeah, arenas, Bruce? NBA arenas have yellow cards. I guess Bruce got it. That said, like one more time, you're fucking out of here. You're heckling. What way was he too- doing? Heckling, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was talking shit to TJ, and it was like on an inbounds play, and I, I knew I got him with whatever I said, and he just turned and looked at me and just started going back and forth with me for probably three possessions, and then he told the ref, and then the ref told security, and then they gave me the little warning card, and we all men went on our merry way. So Shannon probably got a little bit of the warning card. Yep, sure. Yeah. Bruce and Shannon both got yellow cards. Some people thought what Bruce did, red card offense. Yep. Some people thought what Shannon Sharp did, red card offense. <laughs> Officials deemed it otherwise. And Shannon Sharp dapped up T. Moran afterwards. Right. Yeah, All good. Bruce made the mistake of going after a uh, Pittsburgh guy who went to Duquesne University, which is always a problem. Go Dukes. Yeah. How about Bruce, though? Knowing that you were going to say that because you also went to Duquesne and Pittsburgh guy, and Bruce said, "I knew that I got him with what I said." He already mm-hmm. laid the. Uh, yeah, I think they're friends. What would now? you say to get him, Bruce? Yeah, they're boys now. They're, they're boys now. They DM all the time. Well, Bruce was really proud. Of I him. I think I was saying that um that he couldn't guard whoever he was guarding. Oh really, yeah, man, that really got to me. Hey Reggie, he can't guard you. All right, there's somebody at the gate right now. Has been for ten minutes. We have not let him in. <laughs> Let's get to a break. There's a future Hall of Famer that is not happy uh, that'll be joining us on the other side. Jeez Louise. Probably he didn't just leave. Well, I think that's kind of what he was or indicating. Or just fucking ripped the gate open. Yeah. Yeah, he called me four times. <laughs> I do apologize. That's on me. It's on me. It's on us. We need a surveillance of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We do, but it's in weird spots. Over there. Doesn't make sense. Over there. We'll we need it. a guard shack. It's in Mitt's corner. Yes. Have Mitt on the- Get a guard shack. That we'll would be sweet. Out. Have Mitt out there with an AK-47? Yes. Yeah, right? that's a good idea. Like a plastic one? I don't know if we need AK-47s. I will fucking light you up, dude! <laughs> hey! <laughs> that made me think of something, because Mitt would have been great in this movie. What's Aaron got against Hacksaw Ridge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What does he have against it? I thought that was a pretty good program. <laughs> it was a good program. It was a good program. I've not seen it. Only movie he said he would ever in his life walk out of. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, he did have wild. Some irrational hate for that movie. Right? For sure. I was flustered. I was so. Didn't I was he baffled. Save like a thousand people's lives. Yeah. Too? Like it. Uh huh. Yeah. Medal of Honor. Didn't use a gun. <laughs> Such bad acting, he said. Yeah. Well, he's nominated for take, six Oscars. Aaron couldn't take it. Aaron couldn't take it while he was watching it. This is not believable. <laughs> I love it. Respect. I believe is he on show? I think he's on show tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. so we're gonna have to ask some follow-ups. Yeah, about gotta Max get out the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the Pat McAfee Show on PMS Overreaction Monday, January 23rd. Today's show is presented by Bud Light. Wide, easy to drink. Wide, easy to enjoy. Wide. Bud Light is the official beer of the Pat McAfee Show, and they're bringing the heat for their first national program with us. Bud Light is sending one lucky fan to Super Bowl 57. You're not just going on, you know, you're not just going to the game. You're also going on the field with their first ever on-field post-game experience. Wow. Yeah, that's right. On the field for Super Bowl 57 celebration. All you have to do is tweet the hashtag. Now, there are two hashtags here. The first is... Hashtag Bud Light Selly Sweeps. B U D L I G H T C E L L Y S W E P S. Boom. And the other hashtag, easy to enjoy. That's T O, not the number two. E A S Y T O E N J O Y. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Not E E. Easy to enjoy with a video showing us how you'd celebrate after the Super Bowl. You must enter by January 29th, which is at actually the end of this week. That's Let's go. Championship Sunday. Four yeah. teams fans can be on. There's a fan from each fan base mm-hmm. right now sitting at home. That's right. All you have to do is use hashtag Bud Light Selly Sweeps and hashtag Easy to Enjoy. Yep. And have a video of you celebrating how you would celebrate if your team won a Super Bowl. Bingo. And you said four teams, but I feel like if you're a Bills fan, you should probably enter this because you might never go see a Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh. So you might as well go when you can if Bud Light's sending you. Again, all you have to do is tweet the video with the hashtag easy to enjoy and hashtag Bud Light Selly sweeps. And you could be going to the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. Shout out Bud Light, White. Thank you, Bud Light, Also, go on Drizzly. Use code WHADD, W-H-A-D-D, for $5 off your first order of Bud Light. I've never used Drizzly, but I've heard it's, uh, it's booze DoorDash. Yeah. Unbelievable. To my left, your right, that's A.J. Hawk, all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers and Super Bowl champion and college football national champion. The Toxic Table's here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Dad! Cowboys 10. Diggs is here. And joining us now is a four-time, 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 four-time Super Bowl champion, a first ballot Hall of Famer, and a man who is absolutely jocked right now, mm-hmm. Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, Thanks for having me on, boys. Thank you. Thank you. All-time leading scorer in NFL history, too. Well, that needs to be talked good. about. Uh, now, I would say all-time leading scorer forever in the 16-game era because there's a chance with an extra game somebody sure. catches you at some point, don't no, you think? No, I, I agree I, I, 100%. That extra game over the course of your career is an extra season or two less of playing. So uh, I think I think ultimately somebody will probably get it. I never thought I'd get Morton's, Morton's record, to be honest with you, but... It's stack up a bunch of a bunch of years consecutively and try to stay healthy and get on the field a bunch and you know play for a team that win, that that scores a lot of points too. Yeah, you're yeah. on the Patriots obviously for ten years and right. then you're on the Colts for eleven, fourteen. Jesus, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's only four a years. Long time, dude. fucking insane. Let's go, dude. Um, so I mean, you're gonna have to play for a long time to catch them, no matter how many games are in a season. They don't count playoff points, though. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Which is when you were at your absolute finest. We're in the middle of playoffs right now. What are your early thoughts on how it's gone? And we got four teams left. Feels like they're the right four teams, Vinny. It does. Yeah. The you know obviously the four teams that are still in it are are, are great teams. They 
kind of at the beginning of the season was what everybody expected, you know, the teams to be in it. You know, there's a couple outliers that, that got to the play, you know, looking at the Giants, how they made a great run. Unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't play very yeah. good this last week, mm-hmm. but I was kind of cheering for the underdog, you know. I kind of I love seeing that stuff. But, yeah, the four teams that are still left are, are, are great teams. It's going to be an amazing, you know, championship, you know, weekend and then Super Bowl weekend a couple weeks after that. You always seemingly showed up in the big moment. Uh, it was cool to watch you kind of operate behind the scenes and on the field. You're a special individual, okay? Very special individual. <laughs> yeah. You're one of the most competitive humans I've ever encountered and also one of the most detail-oriented humans I've ever encountered, and that's why you're first ballot Hall of Famer and the greatest of all time. With that being said, what do you need to do in the playoffs to not fuck it up, you think? Like, a lot of teams are probably going to lose this thing. Mike McCarthy last night with that mm-hmm. last play. Now, obviously, that has like a 1% chance of hitting a home run anyways, and then Dak throwing two picks – defense is incredible for the Niners. Nobody's talking about that. It feels like the right people show up in these big moments. Joe Burrow being one of them. What is it? Because you're obviously a guy that has it. Well, you know, like you said, you know, people overthink stuff and then they do stuff wrong. I think let's go back a little bit earlier. And as a San Francisco guy breaks breaks a first down, yeah, don't go out of bounds, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do it. So it's just mm-hmm. the little things that you have to pay attention to. And I think the good coaches prepare their teams for certain situations. It's situational football. Every, every game is about that, right? So I guess for me, the coaches that make sure that every team and every guy, you know, going all the way back to the 2001 season, you know, the Patriots won five games in last-minute field goal, five game winners. So we were never blowing teams out. <laughs> Hell yeah! But we were just we just. What knew year was that for you? Uh, six, I believe. Five game winners, a lot of game winners. A lot, yeah. So, so point being is, is we didn't win a lot of games by huge margins. We just could stay in the game, not make the mistake. And then if you're, I mean, if you're in it at the end of the game, it's the team that can just literally be the most confident, most cool and collected and not a lot of a lot of times in the playoffs I feel like teams lose those, they don't win those. You know, if you just play a clean game, you don't turn the ball over, you don't have a ton of penalties, you know, there's one or two plays in the outcome of that game that's going to make the difference and we don't know when they're going to be. You just have to make the play when it comes up and and then I think at that point, you know, it's it's all about, you know, the, the superstar shine and let them let them go out there and do their thing. Joey Burrow seemingly that AJ your question for Vinny. Adam, during your time with the Patriots, what, is the, what does Belichick do there to separate himself from other coaches when you talk about like in-game, like game situations? How does he do that to go above and beyond? Well, I'm going to even take it a step earlier than that and go to what Bill Parcells did in, in my rookie year. Big we tuna! Were, the big tuna. Because <laughs> right, I'm yeah. the 33rd right. team. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> he, he was my he, – my rookie year we made it the Super Bowl, lost to your team, obviously, when Brett Favre was there leading right. the pack. Uh, but uh, – but but he always said, listen, I know it's the Super Bowl, but you're just trying to beat the team on the other side of the field. It's, if you start thinking about Super Bowls and what it means, then it gets really big and gets kind of overwhelming. If you're just really concentrating and saying, I'm not trying to win the Super Bowl. I'm just trying to beat the whomever, right? The team that we're playing this, this week. Game. This game. And then you prepare that way. I think it, it keeps it all in perspective a little bit. Obviously, the hoopla and, and the fireworks and all the crazy stuff that goes into it adds excitement. But, you know, AJ, you probably know better than anybody. You get out there the first series, you make a couple tackles, the, the, you know, the, the, the pads start popping. After that excitement goes oh, yeah. away, then it's just a game, right? It's just a normal game. And if you can really... You know, keep your mind calm so you're making all the, you know, making the right judgments and doing the right things. I think it makes it a lot easier. And I think that's what Belichick did from, from day one. He always said, listen, I'm going to give you guys a game plan. If you execute, 
you got a really good chance to win the game. So, you know, that's what we did. We all kind of drank the Kool-Aid. We all believed in, in what he was preaching. And if you executed that and guys did their stuff, a lot of times they ended up winning the game, obviously. Yeah, execution so easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Simple. Execution so easy. Just, Just like this right here. Obviously, this is a conversation starter for everybody when they're talking about the dynasty. And there's still Raiders fans that are pissed off about this. But, yeah, just do your job. Yeah. Hey, fucking just execute, bro. Yeah, simple. That's it. Here's the game plan. Go out there in the middle of a snowstorm and make a kick that you're not supposed to make at all from 45 yards. Can you walk us through this? And when you watch this, do you get like what? Do you remember this moment right here in your head? Like, were you scared to death? Were you fucking pumped? Were you trying not to think? Were you like, holy shit, how am I here? What were you going through the entire thing? I would say I was probably more scared to death. As I'm watching the, the tuck rule review and realizing, holy shit, we just, we, you know, we get the ball back. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's coming all down to you, man. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. This is what it's going to be. So at that point, you know, once I got out on the field, my, you know, I really had three thoughts. You know, first and foremost, you know, uh, try to attack the ball but stay light on your feet. Just like anybody, you're running on ice. You're going you're gonna, to, you're, if your cleats don't stick, you're falling on the ground, and then the ball's going to end up hitting your center right in the back of the head. And don't game need over. that. Don't need that. Hold on, though. Let's talk about this at the bottom because it's very prevalent to what was going on with Marr. Missed four of the last five field goal attempts. I never heard that before. Is that real? I don't know. I, evidently it is. If they've got <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that at that point. Of, we don't know but. what the bottom of that graphic says, though. We have no idea. That might be like in a. Me, blizzard yeah, in, in conditions yeah we have no idea what that is yeah i think i think it was i think the the announcer said something about that being at that distance in something 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 so maybe it was 45 and i i i'm not exactly sure what it was but i tell you one thing i wasn't thinking about missing for the last five if that's truly what was going on for me it was all about hey you know these guys aren't going to be able to get a good rush get it get it straight and get it above the line of scrimmage and Thank goodness, as it left, and I saw that they didn't block it, then it was all about, I don't know if it's going to have enough distance in this snow, you know, let's hope for the best. And, and I really didn't know until the, until the referees at the back of the end zone raised their hands. I couldn't really see it. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was good or not. To be oh, yeah, because it's a snow globe. What a kick. What a moment. Obviously, that would go on to launch a dynasty that the NFL will never see again Hell yeah. or before. What a kick, what a moment. And, you know, we're talking about here's an overtime. You got to make another one. Substan- substantially easier kick. Not just because of the distance, but, you know, we, we called a timeout. We cleaned a bunch of ground. I know you know about that. You've been out there with me before uh, cleaning off ground and stuff like that. But, you know, and then, and then Gruden tried to – this is the one time that a coach actually icing me probably benefited us, right, because it gave – Gave my, my offensive lineman with the big size 16 cleats to get out there and move a little bit more ground. And, you know, not to say mm. a game winner is ever easy, but this one compared to the one, uh, you know, a quarter before that was substantially different. So you're coming out here sighing a little bit of relief. Oh, thank God. I could see the ground. <laughs> I'm not going to fall. Right. We've right. already exactly. done this. Exactly. This is no problem. Tied. And then you murder that ball dead center. And then obviously in the Super Bowl, you have like a 49-yarder that you hit at the top of the upright. Couldn't have been a better ball, I don't think. You hit a cleaner. You have something inside of you, okay, that not a lot of people have. And Joe Burrow seemingly is a guy that has it. What, what is that? You know, you know I, I would love to tell you that I was born with or I developed a, 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 the ability to you know, be a clutch under pressure. I, I don't know. I, I do think that there are certain people that are born with 
the want or the ability to say Michael Jordan, you know, Tiger Woods, Mariano Rivera, you know, these Serena, guys are like, yeah. yeah, these guys are, or, and ladies are, are the type of people that go, I want the game coming down to me. I want to be the reason, LeBron, you know, I want to be the reason why we win or lose. And, and I think, you know, I was kind of that same person, you know, playing soccer as center midfield and baseball. I either wanted to pitch or catch. I'd leave it there. I know what you're thinking. No, no, Knock no, it no. Off. <laughs> I know you. No, anyway, no. but I, just, I, I always wanted to, you know, be in the middle of the game and be the reason why. So once I get to football, obviously, 59 minutes of the game, I'm standing on the sideline. But I guess this is the one opportunity that I can put the exclamation on the game or the icing on the cake or whatever you want to do. And kind of own it. Own it, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what. Because some people are scared to death for that moment, oh, yeah. obviously. For sure, for sure. I, I remember Jeff Saturday, first year in, in Indy, we're on the sidelines during training camp. They're, back then we are doing some two-a-days and stuff like that. And he looked at me, and it, he didn't swear, but he just looked at me like, man, like, like, I want to be, be you every single day except for Sunday. Yeah, exactly. He said, he goes, that, that's too much pressure for me. I, I don't want to be a part of that. He said, I'll take my 60 plays, and if I do really well on 55 of them, somebody's not even going to notice those other couple plays where I may got beat or something happened or whatever. You're on an island when you're punting and kicking and, and doing that kind of stuff. Corner, quarterback. Yeah. This is just like mm-hmm. golfers, baseball no player, pitchers, like all those things that it's like we know if you fuck up or not. <laughs> like the whole world right. knows right. if what you did was good or not, and you're the greatest of all time at it. I, I honestly believe it, and it happens in conversation. You're like considered the most clutch, one of the most clutch humans of all time. Oh, yeah. It's a cool thing to be known as. You need to know that. But your ass wanted to be what, a brain? surgery or something well i i did i did my my uh you want to be a fucking brain you know what <laughs> it was Cardi- yeah. cardiothoracic oh heart sorry heart surgery. Surgery. even more Same important right. yeah, i want that. to be a <laughs> fucking heart surgeon <laughs> yep. aj like, yeah let me uh let me be the guy that goes in there and puts hearts together it's like okay so you are a little bit of pressure involved with that job yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say i'd yeah. say yeah <laughs> connor has a question for you Vinny. yeah Vinny. obviously not telling you to pick a side here i want you to but obviously the debate uh, a lot when it comes to New England is the whole Brady Belichick shit, and you got to play with Peyton in you know with the Colts, and then luck for a little bit. Why do you think that can only happen in the Patriots dynasty when you have two guys at the most important positions, one with head coach, one with Tom Brady? And do you think that we'll ever see that again with you know maybe a Mahomes and Andy Reid, or even like a Burrow and Taylor? So I think the really cool situation in New England was. Um, is that the, you know, everybody knows Tom was a six-round draft choice. You know, he, he didn't get his opportunity until, until Bloodsoe got hurt, and then they kind of put him into the situation, yeah. right? Almost died. Um, exactly. So, so for me, I look at it this way, like, and, and everybody wants to say, who, you know, who, what's the reason? Who, yeah. Is it this guy or this guy? And I, and I honestly think it's both guys because Belichick can coach a lot of great quarterbacks. Will they turn into Tom? Probably not. Tom's a diamond. You know, he was a diamond in the rough, and he developed into who he was. Now, would Tom have been as good as he is now without Belichick's tutelage and teachings and and helping the team and developing him that way? I, I think they both deserve a decent amount of credit, and everybody wants to go, yeah, but who? Which, which one's more important? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, I, I know Belichick when he was in Cleveland <laughs> – he wasn't as successful yet, but I also think that coaches, head coaches in particular, it takes some growing pains to figure it out. Like, like very few head coaches that first get there, man, they take off and everything's great. And I think, I think at that point, you know, you just kind of get to the point like, you know, Belichick and his staff were really good at, 
at putting the puzzles together, the right guys into the, onto the team that they could trust, believe in. So then when Bill said, this is our game plan, and I want you guys to execute that, and that's the cool thing about that team. And when I was there in particular, it was like it wasn't any one guy, and it wasn't like, hey, if this guy goes down, our next guy up, is is really ready to go, knowledgeable, and he's a good player as well. Some teams go, hey, I want the best player at this position, and the number two guy is a significant downfall. New England was never that way. All the guys were solid, solid B-plus or A type of guys. Yeah, and then also, how what was like the – because to your point right there – when they pay Bledsoe $100 million, and then right before the Super Bowl, there's the decision like, okay, do we go with Tom Brady, who you know, it does, isn't the $100 million man? Like for you in the locker room, is there any sort of like looking to the guys to your left and right like, holy shit, we're not going with Bledsoe? A lot or? of us didn't know this was – I don't think I remembered this being the case. No, till man in the arena. Till man in the arena that right before the Super Bowl, there's an actual decision being made. Yeah. The $100 million quarterback, which is a massive contract back in the day, Drew Bledsoe, or the young guy that's oh. going. That was a real thing. I didn't remember well, that. Well, and that's because – because Tom got injured in the, the AFC Championship game against yeah. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Bloodso comes in, marks down the field, throws a strike in the back of the end zone to seal the game, whatever. Then people are like, holy shit, what are we going to do? Is it this guy or this guy? Well, it's beautiful when you have two choices, but I'm so glad that that was way above my pay scale because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I would have done either. Because, you know, obviously Bloodso was the, was the face of the team. He was the franchise player, but that changed Right then, yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It really did. Once Tom won that, I remember Bloodsoe and Tom, and and Bloodsoe said to him during the Super Bowl or after at the end of the Super Bowl, he goes, he grabbed him and he said, "This is your team now." And oh. and it was. I mean, after that point on, it yeah. it never. It was just the way it was. AJ, what do you got for Vinny, pal? I'm sure he's been asked uh, many times. What do you think of the whole uh, Brett Maher situation, Maher, however you say his last name, in uh, in Dallas? And have you? Have you, have you ever seen anybody go through something like that? Uh, we, we've, any kicker that's kicked has gone through a time where you're just sitting there going, I know what to do, but I don't know why the hell the ball's not going where it's supposed to do. You know what I mean? Now, have I seen a guy that, that has missed five consecutive extra points from the game before and then four more in a game? No, that's a, that's a tough thing. Um, honestly, you know, at some point, for me, I miss a kick and I go, man, I want to get out there and, and like get that monkey off my back right away and, and just, you know, just put it behind me and just keep moving forward. But I've never got to a point where it got so far gone. And, and you know, I could almost guarantee the third one that he missed in that game was going to be missed left because yes. he pushes two right and he goes, hell or high water, I'm, I'm not missing yep. this sucker right. And sure enough, he pulls it left. And it was just one of those things that, you know, I. <sighs> You know, I was asked a lot of a lot of times this last week, would you would you replace him? And I go, listen, I'm not in the locker room. I d- I'm not around. I don't know what his confidence level is. I, I'm not there. But if you start bringing in guys to to I'm work on- out, that's going to destroy him. So if you're going to bring in guys, you better replace him. And and if the guy's on the street right now, he's probably not as good as Brett anyway. You know what I mean? So it was a tough situation for him for sure. Uh, ooh, yeah, I. We, we all have times where, and I mean, I watch you on your show banging three-pointers all the time. But and there's then a, what? Well, and then there's got to be a time where. Yeah, just miss four be, straight. Yeah. Just miss four straight. It's crazy. But, but the great thing about it is competitors like yourself and like myself and like him, you just keep going out there and doing it. I mean, you're going to have a day where it's not great, but it doesn't mean you stop shooting or yeah. kicking. That's for sure. I try to tell the young guys all the time, and I'm happy you're saying this because you're the GOAT, but I try to tell young kickers when I run into them, like, hey, you're going to have days where you are terrible. <laughs> okay, And this is going to happen for the rest of your life. There's going to be days where you are kicking a ball, and you're like, wow, 
I am the worst person on earth. Just know that we all have them. Is what I was. I just know that all of us have them, whether it's a punter or a kicker. And I think that's a big deal. Like, I think when I was in high school or when I was in college, I just assumed that, like, these NFL guys never have a bad day, never have a bad day. And it's like, there's some days in practice where you fucking, the ball is just for one reason or another, not going anywhere you need it. And I thought there's a chance that he either gets through it or he's going to have to completely reconstruct everything, which some golfers have had to happen, some kickers have had to happen. You never really had that. You were awesome. Dude. Well, I've, I had some times where, obviously, that, that I missed some kicks, and you, you, know, you know, your confidence is shaking a little bit maybe at that point. You're, like, you're trying to think about it. The, the crappy thing is when you miss one at the end of the season, and then you have to sit on that oh, one for a yeah. long time. You know, that's, that's the worst situation. But for me, like when, when you're saying, you know, you're going to have a bad day or this or that, the key to it is, is and, and I tell young kickers all the time or, or my son or whoever, I sit there and I go, here's the thing. What you consider your bad day, I said, as you develop and you get better and better, that when your bad day is still a pretty damn good day, yes. that's when you know you've made it to the next level. And, and I know in practice, you might punt one ball that you're not happy with, or I might miss one kick. And I'm pissed yes. because I'm like, it's supposed to be perfect every single time. And I think that's what separates good from great or great from whatever, because when you get to the point where the 99 out of 100 isn't good enough, then, then that's, that's the level that you have to have to try to get to an elite level, yeah. I think. You're awesome. He missed one kick. It was fucking, we're going to the other field. Let's kick <laughs> 10 more. All right, here we go. I've seen you yeah, do that too, buddy. Well, well, I've seen well, you do yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about you here, pal. Right. You're the guest. Tone has a question for you, Vinny. <laughs> we're just pushing weights or is it diet too? What, what the fuck's going yeah, on? Yeah, bro, right? you look fucking yeah. ridiculous. What's going on? That, awesome. that, that video you put on the internet, of yep. you and AJ getting after it. Hell yeah. You are so fucking jocked, dude. Look Jeez. at you, bro. Look at your kid. That. You guys are jocked to some Italian stallions moving weight over Ooh. there. You look good, brother. You look great. Well, well, you know, here's the thing. After COVID, we all sat around and I ate and drank a little bit too much. Why? And, then, Why? And, and then at one point, I got out of, the, out of the shower and looked in the mirror and I go, Oh, look at the tries, dude. I said, this is BS. I got to get back in shape. So, uh, you know, the beautiful thing about being retired is uh, I've got a lot of time to <laughs> do that kind of stuff. I got zero excuses not to get into the gym. So to answer your question, lifting a lot, working out, uh, uh, you know, doing some cardio, trying to eat healthier. I kind of I bulked the last two months of uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas because oh. like the whole world did, you know what I mean? Right. Like a, a mass bulking, yeah, if you yeah. will. But uh, uh, give me a couple months and I'll be back down. I'll be a little more, a little more shredded. Oh, you're going to, so you're, you're going into a shred right yeah, now. well i'm gonna try to, try to enter a competition yeah. get into well, a bodybuilding competition yeah. oh shit what do are you they, doing do is they it? have a plus 50 old guy yes. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog oh, shit oh, thing? yeah okay well what are you trying to do is it for looks or are you trying to just move weight uh, you know it's, it's never been about like how strong can i get i just want to i just want to look good i want to look better naked than i do with my clothes on that makes sense. There you okay. go. All right, Vinny. Whatever. News right. calling. Hey, yeah. seems like it's working out. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we'll ever share a shower again, but I'll, I'll, give you a, uh, I'll give you a little judge. How about um, there's a lot of things going on right now. You talked about Jeff Saturday there uh, a little bit ago. He comes in as the head coach of this Colts team. Obviously, they beat the shit out of the Raiders. Hell yeah. And he had tweeted weeks before that, this Raiders team is not good at football. Mm -hmm. So he knew that he was going to beat them or whatever. Then, obviously, what happens happens against the Cowboys. 33-zip in the fourth quarter, end up losing. Then the Vikings game, biggest comeback in the history of football or whatever, 33 nothing at halftime, they go down. What's wrong with the Colts? And do you think Jeff Saturday still wants to be a head coach? And would you pick him to be your head coach? 
Um, lots of questions there. Uh, does he still want to? I believe he still does. I think he would like to have an opportunity where he's got a multi-year commitment and he can actually make some changes. Uh, you come in and as an interim coach, you can't, even if you see things that are broken, I'm not sure how much, how much leash you have to actually do what you need to do. Hey, this guy needs to get cut or we need to do this or that. I don't know if you even have the ability to do that. So at that point, you know, he, and I hate to say this and people will kill me, but I don't know. Okay, you for Well, right, but mm-hmm. I I don't know how much of a difference he could have made. You know, could he could they have won a few more games? Sure. I think the Colts have solid players, good 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 athletes, good the players. Roster seemingly good. I just think that the leadership part may be suffering just a little bit. Yeah, and and I've always been around teams that had and, and it sounds dumb because the National Football League is all about alpha males, 100%. But I had the alphas of the alphas leading teams that I was on, right? I remember the, the Willie McGinnis uh, of, of the Patriots way back oh, in the yeah. day. He would, give, he would give the old, hey, fellas, we're lifting at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. but we don't have to then. That's when we're doing it, right? And, and his group of guys would be there. And, and if everybody's there on time, the last guy there, even though he got there at 552, He's getting dog late because yeah. he's late, right? So that's just a different type of mentality that puts to the next. You know, Dungey was a was a great coach, but he was he was a uh, he wasn't he wasn't the dictator, right? He was a he was a dad, he was a brother, right? Peyton was the guy that was like, "Listen, you're going to do this, or you're going to be gone," right? And I just don't know if if they have. Enough Are there of, any of those people left? I, I think Joe yeah. Burrow is. I think yeah. Joe Burrow is one of those guys. Correct. I think there's a lot of accountability coming yep. directly from Joe Burrow. Now, he might go about it a different way than other people do, but I feel like he's a guy. It does seem like we don't have that guy. We What's just that need, all about? We just need more leadership, I think. And, and that's, that's me. And it, and it sounds easy. You know, I'll just find some guys that got good leadership. It's, you can find guys with talent all the time. That's what the draft is for. That's what, you know, combine to see who's got talent. Talent... I'm not saying it's easy, but there's lots of guys with talent. Leadership is a whole different thing, and I think the teams, the Ray Lewis's of the world, the you know, you know these kind of guys. Um, and it doesn't. It, and I'm not talking rah rah. It doesn't have to be rah rah. Those are the worst, actually. But but you have to sit there and watch this guy and go, holy shit. Reggie Wayne, when he was on our team, he was a great leader. You know, he he sat there and not only made himself the best as he could, but he tried to. Drag all the other receivers. Ty will it. give like a direct quote about mm-hmm. Reggie making him so much. That's what, that's what I'm saying, and I just and I, and, I, and I don't want the guys there that are there saying, "Well, piss off, any." I mean, you, I know I'm scared you know? to say that every time I know a microphone, but it's like, yo, you gave up 33 nothing, you you lose 33 nothing in the fourth quarter. You've gotten a coach fired, numerous quarterbacks. Now that might be an issue too. No stability at the quarterback position, For sure. which is the most important position. So they might get sick of it. But it's seemingly they have a locker room issue almost no doubt and, and you're absolutely right I always sat there and I, I remember at one point sitting there going man are these quarterbacks really worth that kind of money and then I saw when Peyton was with us he went out and we missed him the half a year and that was the suck for luck year right yeah, yeah, that we didn't year. win a lot of games yeah. and then I went oh yeah, yeah. that guy yeah. is worth, absolutely mm-hmm. worth 50 million dollars or whatever the amount of money that it is yeah. turns out he um He'd go on to have great success at Denver as well. Set mm-hmm. records. Yeah. 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 Matt Ryan said he like, was okay being the jerk. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, being Whole a leader, telling him what to do. Being that type he of He was a Navy SEAL. Yeah. And here's the thing. It's awesome 
but now he's got to have about four generals around right. him that oh, okay. helps mm-hmm. put that home, yeah. right? Like like any coach, you know, if, if Belichick didn't have the guys believing and drinking the Kool-Aid, I keep saying that, but if they didn't yeah. have the guys Just that would stuff. enforce what he wanted – Shit. Then there's a mutiny, and guess what? You're two and four, fifteen, and you're out the next door. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. for, for the way I look at it is, you you can be that, but you also have to have guys around you that are going to help enforce that. It's hard to build a team. Certainly is hard to build a team. Every team is trying to do it. There's only four left in the NFL right now, vying for a Super Bowl, which this man has four of them. Um, Kool Aid. You ever watch that doc on Jonestown? Or I whatever? did. I did. Yeah. It was wild down. Crazy. There. It was. Yeah. It was wild. Down. It was very wild down there. Yeah. They did drink it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, some of them were forced to, but, yeah, they all <laughs> drank it. Yeah, it did seem like there Was wasn't it? a lot of other options out there. Well, yeah. What have you been up to? You watch movies? Just work out all day? Yeah, a little bit of everything. I'm enjoying Hey, you listen. kick I- balls anymore? Um, I was helping Gronk uh, kick a couple balls. So yes, I actually right. did kick a few balls during that time. Uh, okay, let's dive into the kick of destiny here. <laughs> right. Kick of destiny happening live during the Super Bowl. Adam, yep. Adam, third quarter. I believe that's correct. Okay, here we go. We got a little. I don't bit know more. if I should have said that. I maybe. No, I'm not no, 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 no. Now we know. This is good. Now we know. Now we know. Third quarter, kick of destiny commercial for Fanduel live. Gronk has to kick a. Do we know the distance? Um, I believe it's somewhere around like twenty-five to thirty yard type of. Thing. Thing. Okay. So, so I know I know initially when we were doing the commercials and stuff, he he said, "Hey man, I I kicked a 33 yarder in high school, so that's kind of the where we started." And um, I mean, gr- I love Gronk. He's he's a rock star. What's he's, going on here? Well, I'll stop it. He's he's a, he's a rock star. He's he's a what? fun dude. He's butt? he's hilarious. What what's going on what, here? What, what's up? I don't know. I'm like, excited. Butt I, 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 there's a butt. Yeah. yeah. No 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 no. I, I I said but he. I mean with all of. And he's got a million Super Bowl moments, but he's never kicked, you know, during a ball during the Super Bowl. Oh. So this, the butt comes. He's an exceptionally good athlete, but he's not a kicker. And if yeah. anything, from two weeks shows that kicking in high pressure oh. situations is not as easy as we all think. So, do I think he can do it? I watched a bunch of kicks, and he got better over time. Does he need to continue to work? Absolutely. Are you really coaching him? Are you sending him videos? Let's go. We, we've, we've talked a few times since the stuff, and, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be out there uh, standing right next to him. So, hopefully, come on, man. Who's I'm, holding for him? Are you holding? Say full operation? Or? It, it, it's just on a – it's on like a t- – you know, it's just being held. No, it's no snap hole kick. No, that's okay. a whole other situation. So, no, it's just a – off the ground, let's go. But it'll be exciting. All it's right, here awesome. we go. Come on, All right, Vinny, I didn't know that you're taking this as like a coaching gig. Yeah. But, hey, man, it, have you ever known me not to no. try to succeed and That's try right. to help us win? That's let's right. Let's go. And great acting in that commercial. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought you guys actually crushed yeah, it. Yeah, that was yeah. sweet. Yeah, was, was good commercial. He's, he's a fun dude. Like Half the time, I didn't know if he's joking around or being serious. He's a hell of a good actor because I'm like, I mean, I'm cracking up half the time trying to like stay serious and do that stuff. But uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. FanDuel, obviously, you guys know, they're, they're an awesome company. They did, I mean, it was just, it was such a fun experience being out there and being part of it hell yeah we're happy you're a part of the FanDuel yeah. family yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he Woo. retired for a lucrative acting career so he better be good <laughs> that at that did that was the thought a couple of years back he returned and played football again you think he's gonna play football again um, I don't think so, to be honest with you. I think he is really enjoying life. Same kind of thing like like with what Manning did. You know, once he left football, he got involved in so many different fun activities. And, you know, I, I think Gronk's doing the same thing. You know, I just talked to him. I'm like, hey, what do you, what's your week? Well, I'm doing this, and then I'm doing this. And he's all over the place. So I, I think he's enjoying having a little less football stress and less stress and pain on your body and enjoying kind of the good life a little bit. $10 million in free bets. 
if Rob Gronkowski can bang home a 20 to 25, 30-yard field goal mm-hmm. in the third quarter of the Super Bowl live with Adam Vinatieri next to him, we assume he's making. He's yeah, Rob. For sure. He's Rob Gronkowski. That's right. Yeah. You have to assume. Yeah. Just Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Where's it at? Is it a high school or is it taking place at? Um, it's it's going to be at a college field, live okay. satellite kind of. Let- I'm not giving up too much information because we don't need a bunch of – Crazy fans. Oh, smart, 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 so, smart, smart. smart. Just put two yeah. and two together. If you know Gronk, you know where it is. Uh-huh. For sure. Okay. Woody High. He did give a shout-out to Woody High well, the other day while he was on NFL on Fox pregame. He is went everywhere. Went to school at Arizona in Tucson. Bingo. Yeah, former Patriots coach, also the head coach at Arizona now as well. Who's that? Uh, Jed, Jed Fish. Jed Fish, yeah. All right, they got a squad out there. I'm excited to see him. He's going to knock it home. He needs aim right, though, don't you think? All those big guys who try to do soccer style always pull it left. It's hilarious. His his size freaking twenty one shoe or whatever. I'm like, okay, let's. We're just swinging a boat through there trying to hit a ball. <laughs> it's hilarious, but uh, you know, he made a couple of them. Like, uh, there's a couple times I'm like, damn, that that looked really good. And there was a couple times I was like, ooh. So I don't know where we're going, but it's going to be awesome. I, I I'm definitely. I'm hey, I'm his coach. I'm the big. I'm his biggest fan. Third quarter, sure. kick of destiny. Here you go, bro. Ten mil. That's been Overreaction Monday. Vinny, um, we did a giveaway already with Bruce. Uh, yeah. I got to make a shot. Now, here we go. Pulling in the hole here. This one's for you, Vinny. He's making it. Guarantee it. This one's for you, Vinny. No. Ooh. Shit. That one wasn't for you, Vinny. Look good. Look good. I was joking. <laughs> this one's for Vinatieri. Bam! No! Oh! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Brand new shoes, can't get them scuffed. Yeah. All right, we'll hit some tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday tomorrow. Yeah, Here we go. go. I think we got some other guests as well. Not hundred percent sure. Nice. Mm-hmm. Got a big week coming up, man. Huge. Championship weekend's coming up. AJ, let's go, dude. The NFL is in its biggest moments right now. Everything that happens this point forward will be remembered forever. Like this man, AJ Hawk, and like you, AJ Hawk, from the Super Bowl, your rookie year. Hell yeah, yeah. AJ. Not my rookie year. Oh. Well, no, not my rookie year. Vinny's rookie year. And your rookie year. You guys both played in the Super Bowl, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. Vinny, that, do you feel, how do you feel about that one, going in your rookie year to the Super Bowl? How'd that feel? Are you yeah. talking to me? Yeah. Um, that was, you, unfortunately, yeah. oh, my rookie year. Well, uh, the, the most hilarious thing about it is everybody wanted to talk about Hey, what do you think of Scott Norwood? What do you think of Scott Norwood? What if it comes down to a kick at the end of the game? What are you thinking about that? And I'm like, really wasn't thinking about it until you assholes started talking about it. So, uh, yeah, so they had me paranoid as hell. But, you know, the thing about it is, is like, it was, I didn't even get a field goal attempt. I think they ended up beating us two touchdowns, and it was just a bunch of touchdowns and extra points. It was, you know, I had a couple, two or three extra points, but they, after, uh, after who was it, uh, Reggie White came through mm-hmm. and yeah. tossed Max Lane and stripped the ball out. That was kind of the beginning of the end for us. But we gave her hell. We just didn't have enough to get him. But it was exciting, and I was thinking, man, you know, rookie year, this is easy. We'll be back again next year. And Every it took year. six years to get back. So um, the second time, I definitely soaked it in and enjoyed it and kind of, like, thought about it a lot more than I did in my rookie year for sure. Yeah, I just assumed we're going back every year. <laughs> yeah. A couple years later, we're almost completely defeated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember that? Life came at us quick. Life came yeah. at us real quick over Shit there. Shit changes quick. Real quick. <laughs> I did not appreciate the moment enough, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people get blamed for us losing that game. I'm not one of them. So there you go. <laughs> Boom. We just continue to keep it moving. I'm going to blame myself because I wasn't on the field because I was injured that year. and I was. Uh, yeah. That was one of the greatest stories of all time. I held the... Biggest kicking 
challenge in the history of football. Who, who won it? What's your problem? <laughs> What's your problem? I'm just kidding. You did. You did, though. No. You did win. That was a big moment. Were you just in so much pain? Is that why you didn't kick? What happened? You had your hip surgery. Then something happened. And then I had three surgeries that year. Hip surgery and then uh, rehabbing. I tore my meniscus, had that fixed, and then retore. And then I had another surgery during our bye week, and I just couldn't get back at it. I know, it was pansy. Yeah, so soft, bro. (laughs) Unbelievable. He was trying to kick his fucking leg just falling off. Jesus. Bill Pauling's like, there's no way you should be kicking right now. Wish you were there. Matt Stover, good guy. Learned a lot from him. You know what he brought into the world, and now that we have you here, we should definitely talk about this because this has been a conversation <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. People bringing stuff on the field to mark the spot. This has become a conversation piece. Yeah. So just like kickers getting mulligan attempts for game winners or at the end of half whenever coaches call timeout to try to ice, we used to try to steal a kick so you can get like a quick feel for the wind, a ball, the kick, whatever it was. Then so many special teams coordinators bitched about it. The refs started changing the rules. Now you see refs run in and like bat the ball, mm-hmm. try to block the kick, like no, no practice shots, no practice shots. They got a timeout. It was ridiculous that that has happened, but it has happened over the years. Another thing that has been spotted by, I assume, other special teams coordinators and they're not happy about it is guys bringing things out to mark a spot on the ground makes life a lot easier for the holder makes it a lot easier for the kicker and now it's it's being banned and spotlighted we never did anything like that ever uh but normally people that do it i don't think it's that big of a deal do you think it's that big of a deal i don't i don't really i don't unless it's giving an extra you know obviously if there's something that gives it Elevation so, so for or people that don't know, they're, they're bringing like a, like a piece of tape out that like will stick out in the grass, and it's like, hey, that's the spot. So the kicker can just mark off its steps from the spot. The holder doesn't have to have their hand down, doesn't have to do anything. And then whenever you catch the ball, a lot easier to find that spot because there's obviously a target there that you're putting the ball down on. They're cracking down on that now. I actually watched a ref at a Colts game walk up and grab a piece mm-hmm. from, uh, I forget who was doing it. Was it the Eagles? I don't know who it was. It, Eagles, Eagles Chiefs, were Chiefs is what Chiefs I was thinking. Chiefs or Eagles, somebody. Ref actually walked up before the ball was kicked. They almost got a delayed game because he grabbed the piece. It was like a piece of turf that was put down there, grabbed it out of the way, kicker had to retake the steps. And I was watching. I'm like, holy shit, there's something happening right here. Yeah. I don't know how many people do it. It's, a, it's an interesting thing that's taking place. If, if you play on a grass field – as you're going off, take a pinch of the white paint or whatever, and then you can just set it down and mark it that way, too. Like, like I understand that you shouldn't necessarily bring a foreign object out there to give, you know, hey, put it on this penny or something. So you got a, a visual. But I also think, like, come on, man. You like, really? A little piece of grass. Yeah. I mean, it's just getting a little. And I know what Stover used to put a little piece of tape, right? Is yes. that what it was? You always had, a, like, little pieces on your sock or it something. It was unbelievable. It was my first year holding. I'd never done it before. And now I got, like, these little square pieces <laughs> of tape that I got to put out there and put down. And now it's, like, immediate judgment on the hold, like. Yeah. Where were you? I got pretty good. I mean, I was a pretty good holder, but I could see how you'd want that as a something. No, I, actually, I don't, because if you miss the spot, I don't want to sit there and go, God damn it, Pat, you missed it by an inch. No, just put it down, and I'll bang it through. Yeah, you were a lot different than Silver. You two approached the game vastly differently. <laughs> yeah. Both had a lot of success, and both were very nice to me, which I appreciate. Like, in the middle of your approach as a kicker, if you see him miss the spot by just by that much, that, in my head, would fuck yeah. me up. Yeah, I wouldn't want it either. Yeah, let's just make sure that thing's standing upside, up and down yeah, here yeah. a little bit with a good lean. Give me a good lean, and we'll make the rest. We'll, we'll figure it out from there. Nobody talks about uh, the perfect season we almost had. How old were you? You were fucking old when that happened, too, yeah. when it came to kickers. Yeah, yeah. no, I was. I mean, yeah, it was. Whew. 
I guess uh, I was probably about 10 years with the, with the Colts, so 18, 19, 20 years, something like that in the league. Yeah. Miss one, Tennessee Titans, never forget it. Come on. I know. Last storm, game of the year. There's a storm happening um, east coast. What happened? What was that? Was oh, it, I uh, think that was a hurricane. It. Was that? Yeah, it was, it was fucking windy. Years. Nashville gets windy. People are, like Nashville. It might have been Sandy if it was 10 years into Colts. I'm not sure. I it was a windy day, but Tennessee gets windy. Like, it is a windy stadium, and it's not really, doesn't really get talked about much. And it can be a little chilly down there, too. Right into the, I mean, we we're going right into the wind. It was like a 40. Ah, that was a fucking bummer. Missed one all year, the hell of a year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here, made <laughs> all pro. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Provo made all pro. Hey, I tell you what, I, I was not going to lie. I thought, uh, uh, the the Vegas kicker was going for the forty something in a row. I was watching tentatively on that because oh, yeah? yeah, he got real close. He was only a couple is kicks off. Is that how many we had? We had four. What what is the? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry for not knowing right now. I should know. This four, is your. This is your, yeah. Forty. God dang it. How many we hit straight? Forty some. Is that real? Somebody say where's the football? <laughs> is that real? It's on that football. Oh yeah, that should be here. That's in the office. Forty four. Forty four in a row. So it was Colts at Titans, um, and the uh, date of that game was October 28th, 2012. Sandy was from October 22nd to November 2nd, 2012, so it could have been Hurricane. Yeah. Sandy yeah. game. So, so there it was. Sandy, yeah, because yeah, I remember being like, fuck, it is very – we were very mm-hmm. – I mean, we were in the middle of – A lot of line here. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's, we had already broken a record for most in a row, and it was going to be perfect season. And then as we're trotting on the field, it's like – Worst case. Oh, uh, fuck. Worst case. Left hash, I do recall. Left hash into the, uh, from the Colts left to right, right side. Right. Correct. Yeah. The open side, yep. Yeah. So hey, do you watch that stuff then? Like when McPherson last year in the playoffs was going for it, he actually said to Pat on the show he was going for your record. Do you kind of follow that a little? Uh, well, yeah. Well, yes and no. Like, I'm, I, I'm not so conceded that I need oh I need to keep my records and yeah. this and that but when he had a great uh he had a really really nice uh off uh postseason last year and had a lot of attempts and yeah I mean he ended up ended up tie I think we had the same amount of field goals in a in a postseason together so yeah I was I literally was watching the Super Bowl and going man if this guy has one more <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna no? be forgotten forever <laughs> right right uh, it's kind of nice being on the top of the board I'm not gonna lie I mean I would say anybody that says that they don't think about that as a liar because yeah. I mean for well, especially sure if I mean, you're it's up cool. there yeah, yeah especially, yeah. especially if you're at the course. very top yeah. Yeah. shout out to Overton too by the way snap for the Cowboys he's part of that 44 straight for I sure. didn't know we did that damn Pretty fucking good operation, AJ. Pretty good operation. A lot of good Great holds operation. in that. Also had a 35 straight. Vanderjack was second, I saw on there. Vanderjack's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yep, yep. He was second. And then I think Gary Anderson was third. But he had a now season. I think, I think what's his name from? Peyton's um, greatest clip. Yeah. Yep. Peyton's mm-hmm. greatest clip from the Pro Bowl. Our idiot kicker got liquored up and ran his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I was the kicker at the Pro Bowl at the time, and every one of those guys are looking at me like, dude, and I'm, I didn't say it. I'm Shit, not I'm, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I know better than that. I'm not doing that. But they were they were all looking at me like, really? And I'm like, hey, man. Hey, you're representing oh, all dude. kickers. Uh, I guess. You should see what it's like for me anytime, <laughs> anytime somebody kicks one not great in any division of football. I will get a mention, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I feel terrible for that person. Going to happen, though. Yeah. Keep swinging. That's the game. Keep Triple swinging. Sticks was calling for you to kick yeah. the Cowboys yesterday. Yeah, did you hear that? That was yeah. fucking wild. I said, uh, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. No, I, thanks, I'm pal. enjoying watching these games at home. You yeah. think I want to go through what Maher's going through? Oh. <laughs> no way. You know, I think, I think it would be fun to go back and play a couple of games. I just don't know, like – 
I'm not sure. I think my knee would blow up if I tried a whole season. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I think I can make the first three or four weeks and be okay. But by the middle of that season, I'm like, how many games we got left? Oh, Jesus. You know, so, you know, do TY. Jump in, do, jump in uh, yeah, you know, yeah. two say. weeks left and then ride this, you know, the postseason out. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing. So too. I'm 35 right now. Okay. I'm 35. I'm we, 50. We got this. Happy birthday. <laughs> It's not my birthday. Go ahead. Keep going. No, but you had Basically, one. yeah. We missed it, I assume. <laughs> right. I assume we Hey! Boom. Here it is. On October 28, 2018, against the Oakland Raiders, Adam and Terry broke the NFL record for most points scored in an NFL career with a 25-yard field goal. Hell, yeah. This is it right here, buddy. Look at all your fucking records, bro. <laughs> NFL so record holder for most career points. Does that matter? I don't know. Four-time Super Bowl champion. Is that good? I don't know. Three-time Pro Bowler. Should have been more. Yeah. Three-time first-team All-Pro. Should have been more. Yeah. NFL record, 44 straight field goals made. There we are. Boom. Bam. Most seasons with 100 points. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Most postseason field goals in a career. Most points in a postseason career. Most field goals in a single postseason, 14, which is tied by Money Mac last year. Got to be most game-winning Super Bowl kicks as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're the only, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty good, dude. Damn. Yeah. Look at this. Six foot tall, 212 pounds, South Dakota State fuck, it says. Yeah, <laughs> right pretty there. Good. It should say that. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Good looking, 212. Hey, great look. Yeah. Well, yeah, where are you at right now? You're 240 right now. Um, 235. 232. Are you on a scale every day? Not every day, but oh, I, 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 I'm in it right now. I literally, go. I don't AJ, fly. he's in it right now, dude. Just trying to look like you, man. Just trying to look like you. Look at this dude's traps. Look at your shoulders. What are you doing for shoulders, man? You look good. Yeah, you're doing a lot. We're doing a lot of this stuff. Everything. We saw the video. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah, because, like, the hoodie goes straight. It's shoulders to head, you know, so the hoodie sits on Mm -hmm. there. So whenever you just look at him from here up, it's like, look at the fucking just block of meat this guy is. Yeah. But then you you zoom out. You are yoked right now, dude. You look unbelievable. You need to start with just wearing this every day. Yeah, yeah right. I need to, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll invest in a couple of tank tops. I'll you, buy them you for look you. better than I do in them. So no, no, no. We'll, it's literally we'll all I wear. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Good luck on the kick of destiny. Thank you. Third quarter Super Bowl. Cannot wait to see how that pans out. Is Adam Vinatieri a good coach or not? We shall see. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. a great kicker. Uh, big thanks to Travis Kelsey for stopping by, Ian Rappaport for all the boys, and for Bruce for getting the Giants back in the Super Bowl hey, conversation Bruce. for hey, next year. Hey, but we'll see you tomorrow with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. You're all the best. AJ, great work today, Paul. Hey, thanks. You too. Hey, thanks, you Vinny. Looking great, Vinny. Appreciate Can't wait you. to watch him. Vinny's going to probably pack on 20 or 30 more pounds of muscle. I'm looking forward to watching his <laughs> progress. No, he's in shred season. Yeah, right yeah that's right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's going the other Cut. way. <laughs> Hammer Don is in 15 minutes at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Don. Don. You all are the best. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Say something nice to somebody. Goodbye.